are listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. Podcasting to you from the sunny forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I am excited for the release of Odin, and I don't mean the Nephilim giant. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. I'm from the Clumner Basalt Columns of Cascade Locks, Oregon. I am one of two Oregonian hosts today. I'm Andrew Hoffman. Ha <laughs> nice. And from Beaverton, Oregon, where Antifa never seems to make it out this far for some reason. I'm Will, also known as The Truth is Stranger Than Fiction. Yay, the crowd goes yeah. wild. What's yes. up, you guys? The basalt, yeah. we got to talk about the basalt columns. I mean, come on. <laughs> we got to we gotta have a little bit of time for that, so. Yeah. yeah. But what is Odin? Oh, Odin, Odin, uh, the new elementary OS is coming out. Oh, it actually came out yesterday. I downloaded it. It's the uh, Linux I think with all the weird changes to software that we all heard about in the last week, I think it's high time that I get refamiliarized with Linux and, and some of the distros. So I put it on a, one of my laptops earlier today and was pretty excited about it. Pretty, pretty cool. It's almost like I should have been doing free software since I did a show in 2013. Right. Now you're making me feel like a slacker. Well, I did a show in, no, no, no. I did a show in like 2013, 2014 with, with James Corbett about the free software solution and <laughs> here and now I like got away from it because I got busy with work and other stuff and now it's like all these red flags are going up like hey software is becoming a thing to spy on you it's like dang it I already know the answer to this I was just lazy so yeah even uh even Audacity which I've used for years has been freeware for like a decade or two it oh. just got bought out and now they're it's basically turning into spyware also. <laughs> like no yeah don't it's crazy don't tell me this well there's like a there's like a patch it's only like the most recent version i guess Interesting. i have like an older version but yeah i couldn't believe it i've i've been using audacity like this this podcast literally runs on audacity i think i did yeah. one i did maybe one or two with the adobe version back when i had the the whole creative suite and i didn't like it i can't even remember what it's called but um yeah this is this is not i love audacity it's so it's just so you know natural at this point that that made me really mad but i guess it's not surprising so yeah well i'll have to look into that and then we should start linux there you go i'll i'll start looking into that we'll start looking into skype alternatives as well yeah there's a couple out there so We'll get into that. But without further ado, let me explain what you're doing here and to the people who don't know who you are, um, what's going on. So strangely enough, the truth, truth is stranger. Uh, back in, I think, April or May when we started accepting donations, we got a donation from you and we read your donation online. So, hey, the truth is stranger. He wants he donated this amount. And then we sent you a book. And that was kind of the last we heard of it. And then I started all of a sudden one day. Uh, a week or two later, we got, I don't know, um, two to three times the amount of donations started rolling in. And it was people who said, hey, I was referred to you from 
from YouTube from Will. And I'm like, who is you? Like, wh- who is Will on YouTube? Like, what is going on? <laughs> and then I kind of did a little search and I, I, I found it and I was like, oh my gosh. So you had kind of made a video clip of some of the stuff that was in Andrew's book after you received it and talked about the the book and then they even talked about our show and then encouraged people to support it and link to it on a YouTube video which had so many views and uh, it was just kind of kind of blew us both away and we uh, immediately got to know you and it turns out you had been listening for a, a long time and so we thought hey why, why not have you guys on since you know a bunch of our listeners have actually come from your reference on YouTube and at least people who who uh, donated and bought the got the book uh, came from that. So first off, I guess I just want to thank you. Thank you for propagating the formula, which is sharing our uh, our stuff uh, out there to uh, others that may see value in it. And thank you to all the people who donated. So thank you for taking the time to do it, Will. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was kind of a I, I went back and forth, like maybe I should just email him and give him a heads up. But I was like, no, I'll just I'll just see what happens. Who knows? But I was hoping because after I got my hand, I've been hearing about that book for like, I felt so bad that I hadn't actually bought it or, you know, gotten a copy years ago because that was kind of the ongoing joke, right? Like <laughs> the book that, that that he had written and uh, yeah. yes, the, the book that he had written that he just kind of gave up on and was like, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody <laughs> so, but I was like, wait, there's still copies of it. I can get one. I was like, no way. And yeah. uh, so I was all over that. But then more, it was just when I found out you got from Corbett because you guys had him on. And so he had posted up on Odyssey because I had, you know, after your fifth hiatus or whatever, whichever one it was, <laughs> I was, you know, I had, I was, hadn't listened to you guys in a while. So I, that's how I found out you were back on. And, and as soon as I started listening, it was like, I think especially in the context of like, yeah, 2020 and just censorship and, and all that. And just hearing, you know, this, the same old, uh, awesome, you know, dynamic and, and the subject matter that you guys cover, but then now more than ever, it was like such a breath of fresh air. And I was like, so, so glad that you guys were continuing on with the podcast. And I was like, I gotta, there's just so, there's just so few, you know, platform or, or people out there that are covering this stuff, especially from the, the perspectives that, that you guys are. And, um, so I was like, I just wanted as many people to, to know about it before, you know, while I still have the opportunity to get the word out on YouTube, you know, it was like, that's kind of what I would just was hoping to, to do. And so it's been, it's been pretty, it's been pretty awesome just to finally get to, you know, know you guys a little bit in the last sure. few weeks. So mission accomplished. Yeah, it's been a long, definitely a long, long time coming Definitely a lot of people coming out to support us. So mission accomplished. And again, thank you very much. And then, you know, to those most, a lot of our listeners are kind of new within the last six to 12 months or so since for our fifth hiatus, as you so eloquently put it, uh, <laughs> whatever number it is, you know, it, it, yeah. And, and these hiatuses last anywhere from three months to a full calendar year. So yeah. <laughs> some of them extremely long. Um, but, but I think that's cool because it's like, Hey, that's life and life happens. And sometimes you got to do that. But you know, the fact that you can just pick it up and keep going is, is, uh, that's what really matters over time. You know, it's like, to me, it, I just think it's, uh, it probably makes it better in the long run. You know, you don't have to feel like a slave to making, 
make it an episode every every week or whatever. Anyway, I think, I think someone emailed us recently and said that we were the McRib of podcasting. That when you never knew <laughs> when it was going to come back, you have to get it immediately and then just enjoy it while it's there. Which I thought was kind of hilarious. And thank you for saying that it was good that we're you know that it's so chaotic that I sometimes go months without doing it. Um, no, so, I think yeah. Quick question, and this, this will be the first one. It's a, kind of an easy question. When did you start listening to this show? I've been trying to remember that myself. It was, it was like kind of back at the um, the beginning. So when you had the Revelations Radio Network. Sure. Yep. 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 Right. So I think I found that kind of, oh, I don't know, 2011, somewhere in there, 2010, oh, wow. 11. Okay. But it was like before Canary Cry. Oh yeah. Before Gone Start, he did because he first did Age of Deceit the the documentary, and then they yep. started the podcast. Yep. So it was like I think um, I think Doctor Future was still putting out episodes when yep. I first kind of got in there, and so it was like the last six months, and then they stopped, and I was going through all their archives and and you then really Chris White and yeah, oh dude, that was like. That that was just such a gold mine when I felt like I I found that whole circle of you guys, um, because you know you you kind of like fall down the rabbit hole and you're trying to make sense out of it all and being all overwhelmed and then I think it was because I I saw some YouTube video where Chris White was it was talking about the I don't even remember what the documentary was but he was he was speaking in front of the. I think it was the Parthenon or something or the, the right. replica of the Parthenon in whatever city that is. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it's in, it's in, uh, it's in Tennessee. I think it's in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, he was, it was one of those. And I was like, I got to figure out who this guy is. Cause he seems like he really, you know what I mean? He's got his head on straight and he's obviously coming from a biblical, you know, point of view. So yeah, that just kind of led to this whole, uh, network that you guys had put together it was like i was hooked and i remember putting my little mp3s on my little mp3 player loaded them up for the day and yep you'd have your little stash to kind of listen to when you're doing whatever so that was a huge but that was like laying the foundation to kind of get familiar with this whole crazy you know world of stuff that's yeah pretty (laughs) pretty paradigm shattering once you're you know really willing to to look at it as yeah not just crazy conspiracy theory but so were were you a christian going into it or was christianity something you found after conspiracy stuff it's a good question yeah uh i i was a christian and i i think in a lot of ways god had kind of been preparing you know he'd there there had been various stages throughout kind of my my journey that you know it was there was a lot that kind of led up to where i was able to kind of you know embrace it once i kind of you know learned about 911 and 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 that sort of thing just but um it definitely made made the bible and and just just come alive in in a way that was it, like amazing, but also kind of terrifying, you know, at the same time. And just thinking about Bible prophecy and, and, and all that stuff in a much more, you know, visceral way that I was never really in, interested in up until that point. So, 
It's amazing how easily this kind of paradigm shift uh, dovetails right into the, the the Bible without any any kind of contradictions or anything. Almost like you know the Bible isn't talking about that there's some country two thousand years in the future who was inspired by God and who does everything right. <laughs> <laughs> Almost yeah. like the the a very refreshing take is the hey things are kind of crazy here and here's how they can get and. And this is uh, there's some people behind the curtains as well as there's some entities behind the curtains. So this is uh, right. it just it all works out when you start actually looking at it because it's, you know, Corona, Corona has been Corona has been nuts. COVID has been just crazy. It's on a level all its own. But there was still something absolutely horrifying to, to discovering the kind of the truth behind 9-11 and the idea that, yeah, there's a faction within the government that's like, OK, it's cool. We'll kill like 1800 people. No big deal. Uh, in order to pr- to put forward this uh, agenda that we have, and it's 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 like you said, kind of paradigm shattering when that happens. And it it is awesome to find a safety net of people. I think Doctor Future Future Quake was a great kind of guiding light through that. And I think Chris, kind of the unofficial Chris White, unofficial father, for lack of a better term, of many 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 of us who were seeking truth at that time. Um, yeah, and absolutely. Just, and really, just kind of brought it all together with Revelations Radio News, and then. Uh, you know, with the departing of Frank Lordy, that was when I thought, "Hey, Andrew, I know, I know a guy. We could talk about the news. Let's just try it." <laughs> so, uh, so I call Andrew, and that's that's basically basically how we got started. So you you got started right in the beginning, and uh, yeah, thanks thanks for listening all that time. And uh, it is kind of crazy how things have changed, and now we are kind of full tilt. And you know, Andrew and I talked about this several times over the last year, but it's like we thought we still had a little more time than this. Like, this <laughs> yeah. A lot of this stuff started cracking down pretty quick. So uh, objects in the future are closer than they appear. Type of thing. <laughs> wow. No, that's no joke, man. When you just think about even a couple years ago, let alone yeah, ten years ago, and all the stuff that we were still kind of thinking about then, it's it's amazing how quickly things have escalated. For so, sure. So. And it, you, you even have a Northwest tie yourself here. So when you started listening to the podcast, you were actually in the Seattle area, right? Dude, I think at the beginning I was like, well, I lived up in, I don't know if I started listening when I was in Linwood or if I moved down to, I was like in the West Seattle area. I know that's, I listened down there, but I lived, nice. I lived up so, by like Martha Lake, you know where Martha it, Lake oh, is? Oh yeah, yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. So we would have been like five miles apart or less. Yeah. Time. So I was like, but I was too, you know, chicken to like email you guys or anything. So <laughs> I always wanted to, but uh, yeah, it was, um, it was, which is, which is a perfect example. Everybody out there who's scared to email us, just email us. We're not some huge podcast. We're like, we're not going to listen to your emails. We don't need that. We do <laughs> no. want to hear from, we do want to hear from people. So this is a perfect example. If you're out there, you've been thinking about emailing, please do. It'd be awesome. Um, do it. Do it. So no, I mean, you just have cool. to get over that, you know, get over that like weirdness just because somebody you don't know. But and now you're no longer in the People's Republic of Seattle. You've moved on to the People's <laughs> Republic of Oregon, or <laughs> I've upgraded. Yeah, <laughs> upgraded to no. It it is interesting though. <laughs> Downgraded. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, grew up in the Seattle area, and then now been in uh, the Portland area for. I don't know, going on three years. Well, you know, over two years now. So 
It's been. Well, how uh, do you fend off Antifa when you walk outside your door? Like, how does it? <laughs> like, how does it work? Dude, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Is um, <laughs> when you go into the de- you know, the downtown, all the parts, all the stuff we've been talking about, right? Where like on the freeway and you see the tents on fire. I actually saw that one day like driving to the airport and there was like a giant tent on fire i was like we're living in robocop this is crazy Uh, robocop for sure yeah definitely you know it it really does kind of look like that in a lot of places but you go you know when you go on the uh there's that tunnel right at the south end of the city where Mm -hmm. highway 26 goes you go through the tunnel and then it's like like you're going to the to the ocean Mm -hmm. that's kind of the yeah basically from that line south and west it's uh lot lot a uh, lot different a lot cleaner nobody really talks about it it's kind of this unspoken thing that kind of cracks me up because nobody ever seems to get all riled up about the fact that there's definitely a a two a two-tiered kind of um enforcement policy for everything uh, sure. In, sure. In here. So, the I closer you get to like the Nike headquarters, the <laughs> you don't you don't see homeless people, you don't see a diva, you don't see any of that. So that's weird. I wonder why. Mm, I know it's just the darndest thing. <laughs> I mean, you heard my uh, when I was talking about this last week, but like I was talking to a police officer from Linwood, and he was like, uh, "So if Linwood was by itself without Seattle and Everett on either side of it, like there would be no crime here, but everything just leaks out from the air, other areas." So. Mm-hmm. I I can definitely relate. So anyway, you have put out a a veritable. I mean, how many videos have you made? Do you know? Uh, a few hundred. Wow, I'm not sure. That's a lot. That's I more. Could, I could more, look. But yeah, a few. We're on two thirty eight podcasts over ten years. So you put out a few hundred over how long a time? I think I started in twenty fifteen. Twenty sixteen. That's so, impressive. Yeah, what what was the impetus for starting your YouTube channel? Oh, uh, the I, first I was just I was writing a blog for a couple years and just kind of more just as a cathartic thing to spew my crazy conspiracy thoughts, you know, somewhere. And uh, started the YouTube channel just as something to kind of play around with. wasn't really even a serious thought it was more like i was just more gonna make some little i don't know sound bites and and sermon jam kind of things you know like take a clip of somebody talking and put it to music and so i just started playing around with that stuff but then um yeah when but then when i started kind of getting into the cosmology stuff i started um so that was after about a i don't know how many months it was but when I started getting into the biblical cosmology topic, I started kind of trying to figure out how to actually make, <laughs> you know, do do what other people are doing and, and put something together that is is a little bit more, you know, thought through or whatever. But yeah, yeah I'd never I'd never done it before, so it was all a learning curve. So thanks for so that, that, <laughs> thank you everyone who's let, let me just you know practice well, on you. Okay, so. So that you didn't have like video editing experience in the past. It was, you're just kind of self-taught once you just started doing it. That's yeah. I'd never, I, I started out, I was just using windows movie maker at the beginning that I didn't even know how to use. That was barely all I knew, but I did um, just like Tim, you were, I think you uh, did graphic design once upon a time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when this podcast the... first first started, I was either in school or starting my own graphic design business. So I rem- I remember that because I yeah I, w- I went to the art institute for graphic design and oh um, wow that was and then dropped out so <laughs> that was about the only uh, I dropped out right before I graduated so that was the only experience I had so to speak that kind of you know I knew how to use um, Photoshop and stuff like that but so making videos is kind of like Photoshop with you know lots of frames. Sure. That's kind of that's kind of how I look at it, I guess. And with sound. And the, your videos, yeah, I, they definitely have their own style. I mean, people will have to to check it out for themselves, but I I certainly enjoy them. Um, just kind of the, <laughs> it's like true words, and then put over images, which are oftentimes like very false images. So, you know, kind of of the world. And it, it does a great job of, like, pointing out how fake what we see in mass media is. You know, there's, there's a lot of that, that going yeah. on. So if, if I could, let, let me kind of let me run through some of my timeline stuff, because I think we've talked about where you found our work and where... Tim and I discovered your YouTube channel. So there you've made hundreds of videos and I had never seen one of them. The first one that I saw was the, the one um, we're all in this eugenics war together. And that, you know, someone sent us a donation. It's like, I haven't read your book. I haven't listened to your podcast, but will says to support you. So here you go. That was, the, <laughs> that was the, <laughs> I can't believe somebody said that, but okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, uh, and, and, in in that video, you uh, you referenced like, you know, obviously I don't agree with with Andrew on everything, and so then that made me ask, well, what does he not agree with me on? <laughs> and then we we started we got another email where it was like, you know, like hey, you know, like the book looks cool, other than like the globe propaganda, and I'm like, globe propaganda? What? Are, okay, so well, I. I started digging in uh, to your YouTube channel and to the topic of biblical cosmology, a.k.a. flat earth stuff. And so my one experience, uh, I actually started, you know, hearing about flat earth stuff, almost the same exact point that you did from from hearing um, Canary Cry Radio. They had... They had uh, the flat Earth clues guy on, right? So I I listened to that, and not totally intentionally, didn't listen to Canary Cry Radio again for like years afterwards. So apologize <laughs> to those guys. And I'm like flat Earth, like come on, people, flat Earth is ridiculous, right? Not even worth looking into. Not even worth, you know, considering the other side. Just nuts and and crazy so skip ahead all the way through until you know you put your video out i start looking into it and then it's like huh you know i really agree with this guy on all the other stuff he's saying he's aware of everything i'm saying maybe i should actually look into the the flat earth thing the biblical cosmology thing so it, oh no i i kind of i my initial thought was 
My thoughts exactly, Will. Yeah, my my initial <laughs> thought was, uh, you know, this is this was never taught to me in church. This this cannot be. It, it must be kind of an extra biblical thing, right? Like it's not in the Bible. Like flat Earth is not in the Bible. And then, uh, then I took a look, and flat Earth is definitely in the Bible. Biblical cosmology. Sure? Yeah. <laughs> start starting. It with, gets real hard. It gets real hard once you actually start, like consciously asking the question and yeah. then going through everything. It's it it's, it's yeah. You're so not you, quite you, prepared for it until you, you can do. Appro- it. You could. So I was looking for. I'm like, where are the biblical debunks of the idea that biblical cosmology equals a flat Earth model? Okay, and I found out that does not exist. Everyone agrees that's looked in, you know, whether it's Michael Heiser or whoever believes, no, the people who are writing the Bible, this is what they viewed the world. Um, you know, flat, yeah. flat Earth and the firmament and the heavens up above and third heaven up above that where where God lives and the earth is his his footstool and hell down below, you know, Sheol yeah. and, and what have you. So there's, everyone agrees that that is what the biblical author's view of the world was. And we, um, we went from that point to, uh, what I'll, I'll read from in, in a minute where, uh, Christianity and you know, whether it be Christian universities, Christian pastors have so conceded the point that they they have hidden what the Bible teaches about creation and about cosmology from Christians. This is not taught at all. It's not like, well, here's what they, you know. Here's what these verses mean, but you know we know that's not true because X, Y, and Z. It's just not taught. It's just a, a you know, a, a crazy conspiracy theory. So I I want to read from a book that I goes back to my college days. Um, John Polkinghorn is a, a Christian physicist. Okay, and the the. the the title of the book is Quark's Chaos in Christianity, uh, Questions to Science and Religion. And the blurb on the back says, if C.S. Lewis were a physicist, a physicist, he might have written this book. You know, very, very humble. Uh, wow. <laughs> so so this, guy, this guy, John Polkinghorne, won the Templeton Prize, which you may have heard of. It's kind of like the Christian version of the... Nobel Prize. Uh, a recent winner was Francis Collins, head of the NIH. Another uh, great example there. But e- yeah, <laughs> so I, I, tells you about everything you need to know there. So uh, I want to I want to read just the the start of the book. All right. Okay. And I'm not saying that I was ever at a point where I would have said amen to all of this, but much more of this did not raise red flags to me uh, all the way up until I would say months ago than, than it does now. So here we go. Uh, 
Chapter one, factor opinion. Science is very impressive. We all benefit from its successes. I wouldn't be writing this book if the advances in medicine hadn't provided a means for me to survive a serious illness that struck 10 years ago. When my secretary types up my scribblings, she'll use all the electronic wizardry of a sophisticated word processor. We all enjoy every day of our lives the new things made possible by the advance of science. Science also enlightens our minds and enlarges our imaginations. We know, yes, it says we know, that we are the inhabitants of an unremarkable planet, circling an unremarkable star, in a universe that contains at least 10,000 million 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 stars. Once this universe looked very different to the way it does today, and it has had a long history going back 15 billion years to the fiery explosion of the Big Bang that gave it birth. Science tells us that tells us what makes the stars shine, why water is wet, how genetic information is conveyed from one generation to the next. It's a story of astonishing achievement, and perhaps the most impressive thing about it, about it is that we can all agree on the answers. The dust really does settle. Not only does science answer questions, it does so to universal satisfaction. It would be foolish to deny that there's a striking contrast with religion. We'll not all agree on the answer to the most fundamental religious question of them all, is there a God? Although the different faiths clearly refer to a common human experience of the spiritual, they seem to say such different things about it. Is the individual human self of unique value and significance, as in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam? Or is it, in fact, an illusion, so says Buddhism? Or is it recycled through reincarnation, as in Hinduism? Is suffering something to be accepted or avoided, and so on? The conclusion seems clear. Science is based on facts and leads to real knowledge. Religion is just based on opinion. It may help you or me to live our lives. Religion may be true for me or true for you, but it's just not plain true, pure and simple. So it may seem, but I so it may seem, but I believe that such a conclusion would be a fundamental mistake of the most disastrous kind. If I thought it were true, I would not be a religious person. How could something really help in one's life if it were just a personal illusion? Only the true can be a real basis for living and facing death. Two mistakes lead to the false conclusion that science and religion involve the encounter of fact with mere opinion. One is a mistake about science. The other is a mistake about religion. Let's take science first. Many people's impression of how science progresses is that a prediction is made, adding factor X will turn the liquid green, an experiment is performed, it does turn green, and a great new discovery has been made. In actual fact, it is all a good deal more subtle and more interesting than that. In the first case, the facts that concern scientists are already interpreted facts. Most of the time, you can't see directly what's happening. You have to infer it from things you can see, and that inference requires the use of theoretical interpretation. So then he, go, he goes into it, and he goes into, you know, his part of physics is the small things, right? The quantum, the tiny, what have you. But he just, in his introduction, listed the 15 billion years, the millions upon millions and millions of stars, the fact that we're one of a, a quadrillion planets and totally unremarkable um, as fact and says everyone agrees on it. So even though that's not the part of science that he actually studied, um, and then he says he admits in the parts that he did study 
that you know it's not like you do an experiment and prove it it's like you you got to work with the theory to know what the implication is and he he does all these kind of word like imagine this to prove this concept so this is um what i realize now is scientism so could you talk a little bit about scientism versus the scientific method wow well i think that was an amazing uh, excerpt there that there's so much in there uh, but um it kind of hit the nail on the head when it comes down to like preconceived you know theoretical assumptions that you're carrying into it and then everything else is just based on that and so you know, when you're talking about scientism, you really are talking about a co- cohesive, coherent worldview that, yeah, whether it's the Big Bang and the billions of years and evolution, and that carries, so you've got everything that has to do with, you know, the origin of life and the universe and all that, but then going forward, and he even, he even talks about how, like, I couldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't be here today if I didn't have the advances of, of medicine that, you know, enabled me to survive that disease. So it's, it's all tied together to the idea of like origins and destiny, just like from a biblical perspective, you know, we know because God told us in Genesis how he made the world and where we came from. And then it also tells us, you know, where it's all going and what it's all about. So it absolutely is a complete coherent worldview with preconceived beliefs that are that are just clung to and then everything else is just fit into that paradigm and so that was kind of the the point for me that it just became i don't know how to really articulate it but you could just kind of like look at all of these little narratives like as part of this grander scientific religion and that it really is the weirdest part is that it's really just a re sort of a rebranded version of what has always existed in terms of men rejecting God. And so, you know, either coming up with the false mythology for how we got here and then also pursuing a false mythology of, of transcendence and evolution and becoming gods ourselves. I mean, that goes all the way back to the, you know, mystery Babylon, you know, the mystery schools of, of, uh, Babylon and, and Greece and as far back as you want to go. So kind of realizing that it's, there's nothing new under the sun. It's the same thing, but now it's something that is just spread out, um, all over the world. And nobody even thinks of it as, as such as a religion, so to speak, but in it, because it's, it's just considered, inert and and non-religious and non-spiritual it kind of gets a pass so but it ends up indoctrinating you know everyone yeah absolutely and it's indoctrination like (laughs) i i had an interaction on twitter always in a wonderful place that twitter where i was told that i had been uh, brainwashed to believe that flat earth was was plausible okay (laughs) now anyone who knows anything about brainwashing like the key is repetition right i mean from birth we have been brainwashed with 
the view of Earth, nine planets or or eight, you know, they, they move move right. around the the details, but we're rotating around the sun, the heliocentric universe, the giant expanding universe, the billions of years, everything is over and over and over again. The the image of the Earth, and um. I mean that is brainwashing. Looking at it from the perspective, um, and this is this is kind of what got me as well is like, okay, like I I know propaganda. I've studied propaganda. The pro- the propaganda is not on the side of the <laughs> crazy flat earthers, right? Doing their YouTube videos. The propaganda is on the side of of science, and science has explained everything. And here's the world that you live in, and you can. Once you start digging into it, I mean, there's some really simple things that you can check, right? Do you want to talk about? Um, so if we if we live on a globe, and this the globe Earth is what twenty six thousand miles around, right? You you can tell what the curvature of the Earth should be uh, per mile. So what is it? Eight inches per mile squared, right? Take, take the number of miles squared, multiply it by eight inches, and that's the amount of distance it should drop. Am I right? Did I say that Yeah, correctly? I think that's, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a pretty close approximation anyways, like yeah. to give you an idea of like how many, and, how much uh, curvature drop you'd be dealing with. And, uh, and no, no one, no one argues that point that I've seen. No one says, no, the actual curvature is this. Yeah, like I've I've never seen that. Like it's it's just trigonometry. You take the circumference, and here's what the the curvature should be. So where the argument is is, um, is there a curve or isn't there a curve? And what are some experiments that people have done, uh, including people up by by Tim, to to kind of check that? Yeah, there's been a ton. And I mean, uh, the part of what's so frustrating is that it's so hard to find them on YouTube and stuff now, because mm. even if, you know, even if you have the exact name of the video, half the time, I won't even bring it up for you, but um, yeah, there's been so many of them done. And then what gets really frustrating is that like you still, you learn about, okay, curvature, and then you see people doing tests. And then there's like the, the examples of like the Chicago skyline. I don't know if you've seen those videos or anytime you get an example where it's like, Hey, we've got an image of something in the distance that shouldn't be visible. They just come out and say, Oh, well that's because of refraction. And so basically they say that like the atmosphere curves your line of sight, like parallel to the curvature of the ball. So that like, it appears as though you can, you know, you're, it's a straight line of sight, but it's really a curved line of sight. That's just making it look like you can see for it. So it's, it's just goofy explanations like that to where they can just, you realize that they're just kind of making stuff up and they're never, there's no consistency to like, well, okay. So what are the, the conditions? Cause different th- refraction is a real thing in terms of like the, the atmosphere and, uh, I think they call it atmospheric lensing where depending on like the humidity and the, um, you know, just the other, what's the other one I'm thinking of? I don't know. Just the different, they, it, it, you can get effects like that, but it's like, they only allow it when it, <laughs> when it supposedly, uh, proves the globe, 
But if it's the right. other way, then they just throw it out. So it's just kind of, again, it comes back to this, like you have your preconceived, if true science is like, hey, if this is really true, that we should be able to go out and and verify this, empirically demonstrate that like, yeah, curvature and line of sight and all that, it should be very, I mean, it's like the simplest thing in the world in terms of experiments. You're just talking about a straight line, like, you know, is it a straight line or is it not a straight line? That should there should be a, and people have tried all sorts of different things with like lasers and going um, on a frozen lake, and then they put the light down. You know, and it's like several miles across, and I mean, there's you can prove it again and again, and then but again, but you have to kind of be like open to the idea that like, well, maybe that that's to me that was the question that really fascinated me almost more than the question of like what is the real shape of the earth? It was more, it was just all these questions of like, well, why, what, you know, what would be the point of that? And why is, why, you know, speaking of propaganda, like, why is it conversely, you know, it's like you see yeah, the solar system and the, and the globe, like your whole life a million times, but then flat earth is always presented as, as just a byline. It's just a, it's like calling somebody an absolute caveman moron. Mm-hmm. And, I was kind of fascinated by that, like because, you know, you've. There, it's literally a could, put. It's literally a put down. Yeah, Obama. it's it's, it's but, like like Obama yeah. said. Obama said that, uh, and I'm neither here nor there on this. I'm I'm listening. I'm open to to <laughs> listening and kind of kind of it, looking at stuff myself. And I'll have some thoughts on this. But remember, Obama said we don't need any members of the flat Earth Society around here. And yep that, yeah it's just it's kind of used as a put down also i know i don't know if you're a sports fan at all i know a- andrew is but kyrie irving one of the weirdest <laughs> dudes oh, yeah. in the in the nba being a flat earther kind of you know it just any, anytime they can they they uh the yeah all that stuff got kind of dis- discriminates i guess it would be the word oh but. yes the uh the flat earth community was was uh I, re- I remember when all that stuff happened and uh, it was like a big deal. And then he had to kind of like backpedal from it. And he got all this, all this backlash, but that was the thing. It was like, that That's... came up because it was in a podcast where he was talking about like yep. aliens. Yep. And uh, so it was nobody's, like, you, asking, nobody's asking you the can, important question. Like hey, you can believe in aliens and nobody thinks that you can believe in Bigfoot. You can believe it. You know, there's uh even in the, yeah. the, the truth there's... community, you've got hollow earth and all that stuff. And that was what that was weird to me too. Like, why is Hollow Earth? Like, there's people who are putting out Hollow Earth documentaries, but then mocking Flat Earth. <laughs> Ho- well, Hollow Earth, like, is, Hollow Earth is not new either. Hollow Earth has been around. Like, it was like a talked about on like uh, uh, what's it? Was it coast to coast in like the '90s and the mm-hmm. '80s? Like, oh, I know. Hollow, Hollow Earth is like around. <laughs> well, dude, it's ever. What's the uh, what's the uh, the pilot guy? He supposedly flew to the south pole and saw bird. the opening bird oh. admiral bird yeah, yeah yeah so i'm probably ever since he's been around there's been hollow earth theories and stuff and movies well but. and and there you know there's always like things that stuff gets based on so the admiral bird thing he really did say there's an area at the south pole that's bigger than the united states that's unexplored right which which makes no sense if you're looking at a a regular map, right? Uh, that's Antarctica is not nearly as big as the United States. The idea that it hasn't or can't be explored is just doesn't doesn't make sense to people. And but uh, this is a rabbit know, trail. But I have to take it. 
Okay, so, go ahead. Have either of you take watched Game of Thrones? I, I bet neither of you have. Or have you, Will? We watched it. I have not seen that one, no. Okay, Other okay. than people lamenting I, I, how horribly it ended. Yeah, you know, no, no. So it, I, I'm going to butcher it too because I think I watched the first season. But or they two. do, they do have the big ice wall in there, right? Right. I, I watched the first season or two, and in popular culture, I think this is very relevant to our conversation now because there's an ice wall which symbolates sim, symbolizes the end of the earth. Like this, like you don't want to go past this ice wall because they don't know what's there, and the monsters come from that area. I might be butchering it, but I do kind of remember from the little bit of that 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 show I did watch that that was in there. And then I have come, kind of come across people on YouTube that are like, "That's real. There's a there's a wall in Antarctica that they don't want you to go across." Which, you know, I I've looked all into all this, probably not as uh, deeply as either of you, but more just kind of uh, well, you know, I've been lied to about a lot of stuff. I wonder if I was lied to about this, you know, but never, never really kind of diving deep or, or, or changing. It's, it's the, let, let's play the, what are they telling or teaching us? That's the truth versus the Bible. Right. That opposes it game, which is an interesting game to play. And it's also the, the thing that, that Chris White says at nauseum. Anytime he talks to anybody about uh, aliens, the first thing he says is, Listen, my worldview doesn't have a problem with there being aliens. However, I haven't seen any evidence of them. But it, so in, in this in this respect, my worldview doesn't necessarily have a problem with if the Earth isn't a globe. Um, but it just it's just something I haven't super looked into. Um, one thing I did stumble across in my short amount of time looking into this, uh, which I is basically none as far as flat Earth. But I I came across something, I don't know if it was, it was a while back. It was during this show. I would think around 2015, 2016. And I went kind of down a rabbit hole. You start looking up stuff and reading stuff and going on YouTube and seeing videos and stuff. And this is as far as I've gotten to kind of the level that you guys are, you know, as, as far as, you know, talking about Flat Earth. And this is it was the same game, Andrew. It's like, what have I been told versus how does it say it in the Bible? And this is as far as I've got. But I kind of like came to this conclusion. This is very likely true, but I better not tell anybody that I think this because they'll all think I'm insane. So I'll just keep this one tucked away to myself. (laughs) Fast forward eight years. Here we are. But the difference between the heliocentric model in the geocentric. Now, for me, it was still a globe. It still worked as a globe. It didn't have to be flat. But I actually found that there was, I guess it's kind of skimming the surface of some of the stuff you guys are talking about. But Mm -hmm. it seems more possible to me that there's a geocentric uh, model where Copernicus was wrong. And that they kind of know that, but the my thought was that the idea was to just try to fool you know uh, mankind and thinking they're not as important as they are. Where if you start to actually really think about that, you're the exact center of the universe or solar system, and everything revolves around you. That puts yeah. humanity in the world on like a pedestal, and they don't want that. They don't want that. We're just we're just we're just matter. We're just out there in the middle of nowhere. We're lucky we even got this third rock from the sun that has oxygen and all the perfect you know things to live. Um, so anyway, I just I thought I'd share. That's one thing that I like kind of came up with on my own a long time ago and buried it in the back of my head. Like you know, I don't know if I believe that. And uh, you know, here 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 it actually comes up because when Andrew started kind of parsing all this out and he's shooting me texts and talking to me. 
I was like, oh no, here we go. This ladder and stuff. I've been I don't want to do this. I certainly don't want to no, do this. No, I get this. it. I get it. But, I do. But then fact, but then I mean, when he when he said it, I said, okay, okay, fine, okay. And I knew he was gonna come in with some stuff coming in hot on this show, uh, especially with it. But I I, he's I, gonna wait a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, he's right into it. So so yeah. by the way, Will, thanks for coming on. The earth is flat, right? Let everybody out there know. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's definitely not doing that. He's coming in hot. But I just wanted to say it, it is part of it, right? There's the is the geocentric versus the heliocentric, and that is at least a kind of an intro into hey, what if they Copernicus? Oh yeah, name? I'm trying to remember the name of the um the site. What was his name? It was some guy. It's it like, like he he had died. Uh, no, he was some guy. He was like a a creationist. He I think he died in like 2013, but his website and all his materials were still up, and I'll have to find it because I can't. I haven't even thought about this in years, but it was one of the first things like after I heard that um, podcast on Canary cry, you know, I was looking right. into this stuff and he was a geocentrist. So he believed in a, in a globe that was at the center of the, the cosmos, but he had all this stuff, all these articles that were talking about NASA fakery and, and lies, but he was also talking, it was the first time I'd heard somebody talking about Kabbalah in connection to NASA and the Copernican model. And so that kind of was, yeah, it was in some ways it was because he was, even though he wasn't, it, it was still a globe. It was more kind of getting to like what really the whole purpose of creating this whole separate cosmology was for is that it was really more of a spiritual worldview guised as science. And that was like huge to me. If and he was a geocentric. Right. Uh, if Christian. you guys will humor me for a minute. What is the P-T-O-L-E-M-A-I-C? P- Ptolemaic. Okay, P- Ptolemaic. So the Ptolemaic, this is from Wikipedia on helio or geocentricism. The Ptolemaic model of the solar system held sway in the modern age from the 16th century onward. It was gradually replaced by the consensus description of the heliocentric model. Geocentricism as a separate religious belief, however, never completely died out. In the United States, for example, between 1870 and 1920, uh, various members of the Lutheran Church, uh, Missouri Synod, Synod, published articles disparaging the Copernican astronomy and promoting geocentricism. However, in 1902, Theological Quarterly A.L. Grabner observed that the Synod had no doctrinal position on geocentricism, heliocentricism, or scientific model unless it can contradict, unless it were to contradict Scripture. He stated that any possible declarations of geocentrists were within the Synod did not set the position of the church body as a whole. Articles arguing that geocentricism was the biblical perspective appeared. In some early creation science newsletters pointing to some passages in the Bible, which taken literally indicate that apparently uh, apparent motions of the sun and moon are due to their actual motions around the earth rather than due to the rotation of the earth about its axis. For example, in Joshua 10, 12, the sun and the moon stop in the sky. In, in the Psalms, the world is described as immobile. In Psalm 93, 1 says, in part, the world is established, firm and secure. Contemporary advocates such as... Uh, such Contemporary advocates for such religious beliefs include Robert Sunigus, uh, who wrote a 2000 book called, uh, 2006 book called Galileo Was Wrong. These people subscribe to the view that the plain reading of the Bible contains an accurate account of the manner in which the universe was created and requires a geocentrist worldview. Most contemporary creationists 
organizations reject this perspective. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes I, they I just, do. <laughs> I just, I didn't know. It's it's almost like this is the gateway drug to the stuff you guys are talking about. It's just kind Kinda. of looking at yeah. the Copernican stuff. But anyway, so, it was just well, you, something I stumbled you know across. What, well, you know what was kind of the gateway drug in another way? It was like a little bit before that was the electric universe theory stuff. Have you looked into that yet? No. Have you heard of that? No. Yeah. That was kind of fascinating to me in a in a way that I was like, I don't know why this is fascinating, but it didn't make any sense. But then once I started thinking about it from the. Is know, it like we're in a simulation type of thing? No, it's more like. Because uh, the simulation always dabbles in narcissism, which makes me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's more just it's more well, understanding that like everything is electric rather than. I don't know everything. Matt. Oh, right, right, right. Like matter. I'm not even sure anymore because it's been so long since I listened to it where they're trying, because it's like, they're trying to describe like galaxies and stars and, and nebulas and all these things that I would say are not even things in the same sense, but it's well, basically, it's basically much more of a, an emphasis on the electromagnetic aspects of everything and how, well, and, Everything's yeah, as, as opposed to like a gravitational view, right? Is that right. right? The main contrast because the yeah they would say they would say gravity is like not even the well it, basically and and the the order always gets switched around. People say, well, gravity proves the Earth is a ball. Gravity forms things into a ball. It's like well. You you made up gravity to explain how the the globe and and orbit around the sun worked, not the other way around. Like gravity wasn't something that was known, and then you said, "Oh, this is how it works with with planets." It's like, well, how would that work? You know, why don't people fall off the edge? And then that's how you came up with, you know, why yeah. do, why don't people fall off the underside of the Earth? You came up with gravity to explain that everything being pulled towards the center of, of mass. Um, and that's well, and really, it's their know, explanation for how everything forms after the big right. bang, right? It's yep. like it, it all, otherwise it would just keep it, you know, spreading out in every direction and getting thinner and thinner and nothing would evolve. So in order for evolution to happen, is. you have to have, you know, things clumping together and spinning around and then stars, you know, turn into these massive fusion engines that create denser and denser or heavier and heavier elements that then get spewed out of those. And then gravity collects those together. And then it's just ridiculous. Like the more you really mm -hmm. look at yeah, it, you, if, if you have you've billions got... of years, then okay. But that was the whole thing is that like, you know, I'd always been pretty, pretty convinced even from growing up, but then as a older uh, you know, believer and in, in reading the Bible that like, you know, young earth creationism, it was a pretty established thing. But then once I started really pondering questions like the whole distant starlight problem, you know, which uh, <laughs> when I, when you think about like what their explanation for that is, it's, it's anything but scientific. I mean, that's for sure. Well, and so, let's, let's go into that. So, you kind of either, and this is actually one of the things that made me question my kind of growing up. I guess I was taught young earth creationism 
And then in college, it's like, oh, you know, there's this stuff like if the starlight has to get take millions of years to get here, that kind of tells you that the universe is millions of years old. So then so I wait, kind of go. Hold on. Go back. I have to. This is kind of fascinating. To me. OK. You, growing up, you were taught New Age creationism or no, yeah. no not New Age. I mean, young, young Earth, young Earth creationism. Yep. That's interesting. So the Earth is 6000 years old. Uh, you know, here's the it's biblical. Six? I thought it was only more like 15. Oh, I mean, there's there's variations, but you, okay. you, you just take Six, the 10, 12. It's all. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but, but not millions, <laughs> but not millions. Yeah. yeah. You know. Listen, carbon dating is real. They've tested live fossils before. It's, it's, it's <laughs> so, so they and and there's all this. So young Earth creationists and they've got all these these proofs against evolution and they're very convincing. Then I got into college and it's like, oh, well, you know, the starlight did take millions of years to get here and the universe is giant. So the, the idea of the starlight thing that Will is referring to is if you're looking at a star that is um, 20 million light years away, that light that you're looking at took 20 million years to get to you. Right. That's the argument. So you you can't. You can't have the Earth slash the universe is 15,000 years old and this light has been traveling for 15 million years to get to me. So you, you kind of got to go one way or the other. Young Earth creationists try to have it both ways and they say, well, God just kind of magically zipped the light along. You know, they don't deny that the star is 15 million light years away. They just say God just made the light go faster and it's it's yeah you could or created it in transit so essentially then yeah you're only seeing like a projection or a hologram of the the universe not you're not actually seeing any of it directly because it's too far away and too whatever you know too far away to see it in the amount of time that is exists so but like when you really start thinking about that it's like why you know at some point occam's razor has to kind of come in and be like wait a minute why it's and then you start opening or going to things like where jesus talks about the stars falling from the sky like figs from a fig tree and you're like wait a minute that is either that's like really that's just (laughs) you know apocalyptic poetic language that has nothing to do with real stars because obviously a, a star can't fall to the to the earth without destroying it completely or stars aren't what we mm-hmm. assume they are. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, Chris White has talked about Gerald Schroeder and that's, I would, you know, some of that's even in my book where it's like, well, you know, physics says has written, done all this research and all these studies and and but here in the bible and then if we take some kind of kabbalistic stuff we can kind of make it work and you know measure time differently different parts of the universe and yeah it could all be i'll be together and you know looking back i would definitely take that part out i don't think that's accurate at all um and I did not realize at that time the connection between Kabbalah and science. And you've talked about that in some of your videos. I know Gans has covered that in some of uh, both his Age of Deceit documentaries and, and in other work as well. 
but not I I don't think most people kind of tie those two things together. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that, that was a that was kind of a a bizarre realization, I guess, for me too, because I didn't even know anything about Kabbalah other than that it was you know it was witchcraft essentially, um, but nothing really specific about it. But then. As I was kind of going through, I think it was because as I was specifically thinking about the planets and kind of when you're pondering, like, so what's up with these these wandering stars? And there's um, verses in like in Jude where it actually mentions the wandering stars, basically in connection to the, the fallen angels and stuff like that. And so just trying to kind of like wrap your head around like, okay, if they're not like planets that are these massive objects of gas or rock that are orbiting in these elliptical orbits, which by the way, don't make any sense how, you know, elliptical orbits are just, they have all kinds of problems in terms of the physics of that. But, but just even just, cause I mean, we all like, they've been associated with the gods and the pantheon of gods going back into an- antiquity and the as- astrologers. And it's like, you know, pagan, the pagans have always been super fascinated with the stars and the planets and the zodiac and all this stuff, right? And so it was kind of pondering all this stuff, like why, like how did we get to where we are today, where we're, we're they're still named after all these spiritual, you know, these these entities, basically these old gods and and you know why even even in all the NASA missions and the the craft and all the everything's has esoteric and um, occult symbolism and names to practically everything they do. It's, it's ridiculous. But so as shout I started, out, shout out to Dr. Future. I just want to say Jack, Jack Parsons. Yeah. Right. I mean, that that's the whole dude. We could do a whole show talking about that, but, um, but with Kabbalah, it was like when it started, I think it was like some video where if you've seen the, the, the Kabbalistic tree of life, which is this little, it's basically a cosmograph, which I didn't know even what that was until I started looking into cosmology. Cause there's lots of ancient cosmographs. Like you've seen the ones of like the Nordic, the tree that grows up uh, mm-hmm. kind of like, and there's like variations of that. So the, the couple, the Kabbalah and, and tree meaning life, like a, a kind of a picture of, it's like a diagram universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, a diagram or a symbolic map of, but for them, it's like a multiple tiers. It's the universe. It's like the person it's, it's lots of things. I mean, it's when you're, it's esoteric. So of course everything has like layers of meanings and all that, but, but basically where the planets were all a part of this system. And when you kind of understand what Kabbalah teaches is that it really is a monistic a spiritual belief system that kind of, you know, outwardly tries to act, uh, presents itself as being monotheistic, but it's, it's pantheistic really. It's kind of, it switches back and forth. You can talk about God as a being, but God is also everything. And, um, and so they kind of, the idea is that the whole universe is, is being emanated from the source, from the Ein Sof, which is like God is this unknowable, unseeable source of everything being emanated out through all these different layers or dimensions or um, sephiroth, right? Which, which works well with the Big Bang. 
Yeah. So it's all, it, I mean, the, once I started kind of comparing these two, these two concepts and these two ideas, you start to see all these parallels. Mm-hmm. So really the, the planets are more about in their view, it's, it's these like layers of ascension, spiritually speaking, that also connect to the chakras and connect to these different dominions. It's all about, it's basically a hierarchy of dimensions is what, is, is how they look at it. And so that became very fascinating to me that these are basically everything that, that is represented in this whole, you know, outer space cosmology with, with the planets. It's, it's basically all archetypes for occult <laughs> concepts and beliefs and beings and, and ideas that have been around for millennia. It's mm-hmm. just been kind of been, uh, and packaged in a way that's that's uh, in the framework of scientific materialism. Do you? But you can believe in all the same things. You just have a different. Yeah, and you've done videos on that topic. I can't remember the specific names. Are there any titles you could? Oh, Andrew, <laughs> no, <laughs> not off the top of my head. I mean, I could probably. Uh... Oh, geez. some of some of these have been like. Many, quite a few years from now, I've been, I've been deep diving into the, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're, stuff. we're we're harassing you on flat Earth stuff, and that is what you were focusing on five years ago, and you've you focused on I many other things. Yeah, many <laughs> other things that you're you're dealing with now, and in, including. Let's move on to some of those things. Yeah, let's. Uh, so. The, the Kabbalah thing, the connection that I think is important to realize is that science, scientism is presented as like, hey, hard facts, right? This is, we've got proof for all this stuff, and you're just over here, you crazy Christians are working on faith. Then when you, when you dig far enough into the people that came up with all these hard facts, you find people who were into Gnosticism and into Kabbalah and into, and now, you know, all these science guys, Elon Musk, what have you, are like, oh, the earth is a simulation, simulation theory, which all, it all ties together with this kind of Gnostic, New Age, Kabbalistic, uh, alien, you know, the it's amazing how those aliens always teach people new age philosophy, you know, that it all ties together where growing up, it's like, Oh, the, the enemy is the people who don't believe in God. And they're just atheistic to, you know, they're just atheists and don't believe, believe everything is material. And in reality, all these quote scientific belief systems have a very spiritual element to them. If you dig far enough. Bingo. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Uh, Kind of a a more on topic uh, or more. What's the word? How about a more modern look at this and not saying we're not saying it's not modern, but we're kind of looking at huge picture stuff. What in the world is going on with these billionaires launching these, these rockets? (laughs) Like are, are they, are they laughing in our face? Is this some sort of a ritual to get, you know, to draw the energy of people and their interest into this thing? Because it is, it has got to be the lamest, dumbest thing. And, you know, Elon, 
Elon, not to be overlooked, is gonna be about to show everybody else up because, you know, nobody can, you know, uh, grift the government for money like Elon. So he's going to have the biggest launch and the, he's going to go the highest. And, you know, his phallus shaped thing is going to go way higher than everybody else's. Well, so it, is, what, is, what is so going on? How high is how high is Elon planning on going? Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up right now. I tried to forget, okay. but it's it's a lot higher than. Well, uh, because uh, Bezos went higher than Richard Branson. Richard Branson right. went like 55 miles, right? And then. Oh, yeah, but Elon, I think Elon's trying to crush everybody. Okay, so. It's, hold on a second. Okay, I'll have your answer. <laughs> and the fact that we all have to look at this is probably the reason it's happening. Um. No, it is pretty. It is pretty fascinating that, like, on top of everything that's going on, you know, down on the ground, where real people live, and all this insanity is going on, you've got this theater. I mean, like, does anybody really look at this like going, "Yeah, this is totally gonna. <laughs> this is for the betterment of humanity." This say, yeah, this will save. This is this is gonna help anybody in any way, right? It's just, it's yeah, it's a, uh, it's an kind of an insulting display of yeah yeah in your face and so the, the me- yeah the the media portrayal of it is like they're going into space and pretty much all the way to the moon just kind of floating around for a while <laughs> and then coming back yeah. so so the moon is according to you know what you look up on wikipedia 237,000 miles away and the, these guys are going into space, in quotes, at, you know, 55 miles away, 59 yeah. miles away, 60 miles away. So we're, they're not almost there. I'll put it that way. Yeah. The idea that these guys were doing that in the 60s and somehow this is, <laughs> why is this supposed to be impressive now when it's, yeah, it's not even a fraction of what we yeah, supposed to did. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Uh, we got a We got a nice uh, no agenda social post about like, hey, did you guys know you were talking about uh, room 237 on episode 237? Was that intentional? Like, no, no, it wasn't. But. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty perfect. Yeah, but. Uh, well. If, if, I, oh, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, because I don't, I don't. Uh, the only people that I really talk to about this stuff are people who just, you know, are crazy flat earthers. So, uh, <laughs> I don't. Do, do people do people think it's pretty pretty much a joke, from what you can tell? All this no, all this I think billionaire that, space race stuff. What do people I think even there's, think about? Well, this? there there's layer. I mean, there's the layer of like where people are not questioning the space part of it whatsoever but they're just being like what a waste of money you know there's these yeah. people are too billionaires are too rich that sort of thing and uh one and i i do want to get to kind of vaccine stuff so let me try and transition out of here but shocking <laughs> but because you've you've done a lot of good work on on COVID and, uh, you know, COVID-1984 slash COVID vaccine stuff, too. And, you know, even if people still think like, hey, the, the flat earth, flat earth is crazy. There's still plenty of your videos that they 
they would agree with and and would enjoy. Um, so, kind of a, a transition out of it. Here's here's my conspiracy theory. All right. So the the Freemasons. Are you guys still there? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I just lost a show notes page, but glad we we still got internet. Um. Whenever you say Freemasons out loud. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Gone. So, so here's totally, my... It's, it's so late now. Richard Branson went 53 miles up. The Carmen line is 62 miles up. Jeff Bezos went 65 miles up. And I can't figure out how high Elon's going, but... Yeah. Uh, so it, it will be, you know, incrementally higher than 65 miles. And so the... The biblical cosmology and flat earth, which those things are separate. I mean, there's plenty of like legit crazy flat earth stuff out there and new age flat earth stuff out there. But the they both talk about the firmament. Okay, that's a biblical thing. And it's basically the dome over the earth. And that is, you know, what I've now believed the real limitation on how far out there you can go. You know, if you're you're going to hit the dome at some point. Um, and there might even be limitations before that, but anyway, we'll, we'll leave that for now. Um, speaking of the dome and Freemasons, if you look at architecture, specifically government architecture and kind of middle ages, Catholic church, cathedral architecture, the dome is a big deal, right? (laughs) So it, it seems like, and if you, if you put those two things together and you look, you start looking for like references to the dome and then kind of this Gnostic idea of breaking free from the dome, it's, it's in there. Trust me. Um, you know, I think this is one of the secrets that is taught in Freemasonry. Like, I don't know, you know, is that the, what you learn at 33rd degree Freemasonry that there's, the earth is flat and there's a dome and that we've got to figure out a way to, to break through it. I don't know, but, um, there's, there's lots of architectural references to the dome references to it in, in movies. Do you want to, uh, talk about, cause I, I know you've, you've made videos talking about that as well. Yeah. I was just trying to pull one up here, but it, uh, it's been, a, yeah, this is, Oh, well, this is one of the older ones. Oh, why is this playing? Okay. Yeah, well, I haven't even thought about this in so long, but it's so true, right? Because that was one of the things that uh, was just amazing to me. Like, why are all these, you know, St. Peter's Basilica to the, the Capitol building to the... Um, Not you know, just all these the Capitol churches. building. Like, literally every Capitol building. Like, every one, right. Every single one. And um, it was even... What was it from? Uh, I think it was some like it was there's some somebody had done like some truth channel had done this uh, interesting kind of mashup of all these. Um, I think it was Round Saturn's Eye. That's who did it. But he had found all these these commercials where there was like this lady climbing up the. She was like climbing up this rope or something in the middle of it, climbing up to the top and breaking three, and it was all you know it was like this utopia on the other side it was mm-hmm. he just he just kept finding these stuff in, in commercials that was like yeah what the, why the heck is this even in a commercial this isn't 
you know, it doesn't make any sense other than it being some sort of esoteric, weird symbolism for something. And so I kind of got, I was like, after seeing that one, I think that's what kind of triggered me to just think about it from a perspective of, you know, what, what is the obsession with the, I mean, I guess the oldest one would be the, um, what's it called in Rome? I guess it's just the Pantheon that was later turned into a, a church, but it's like that old, you know, it was like the first domed building ever made. Oh, okay. Yeah. Back in, uh, I don't back know. in uh, Rome. I'm remembering the, uh, are there only pillars left at this point? Is that? No, it's still, oh, there's still, it's still there. it, okay. it, but it has, and it has an Oculus in the top, like an opening. And so like, there was like little, uh, like in and so all the gods were in there it was like a temple to all the gods like seven of them or something and then i don't know if they switched them out with like catholic saints or whatever now they might be have the old i don't know <laughs> it's been a while since i've looked into the the pantheon but yeah it's it was the the first uh first domed building you've seen it it's it's where there's like they have all those little kind of squares on the inside of the roof. It's a real famous building, but yeah, I was pretty fascinated. Well, and then even in the Capitol building, when you bring it back to the Freemason connection, you know, and the, uh, the apotheosis of George Washington and all that, (laughs) it's all, I think that's like painted on the dome of that one Mm. building in DC. Sorry. What would you, was there another part to your question? No, I, I, I just think it's, you know, it's something that I never in the least noticed before and never put those things together. Like the, I, I didn't even know, I, I thought the firmament was like the heavens, you know, like some vague open space thing until, you know, months ago, yeah. embarrassingly enough. Well, that's so. what we were, you know, I'd never even thought about it for, you know, I remember like watching the, the creationist kind of stuff grown up and there was the different theories about the, like the, you know, the ice shield over the world. And then after the flood it all, yeah, I don't know. Right. There's all yeah, sorts the, of different, different things that you're just, Oculus, you hear the word. Oculus of the Pantheon. Pantheon was the yeah one you're looking for. The Wikipedia has an absolute ton of domed feats. I mean, I'll, I'll link this in the show notes, but just it lists all the domed buildings. There's a few, very few. There's, yeah. a, there's a there's a couple. So there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so if you've got anything else on that, that's great. I do want to. Okay. Let's let's wait, jump oh, into the vaccines, maybe. Yeah. Let's let's jump in there and. We, we probably should have split this into multiple episodes, but um, James Corbett did a great uh, podcast called the Bitcoin PSYOP, right? And let me let me read the description of it. Man, even with somebody with ADD, this is a hard, hard uh, switch. Is, I'm it, ready. It, it, it will. It will <laughs> I'll, I'll try to tie it together. All okay. right. All right. So he says, yes, the blockchain is truly revolutionary. Yes, Bitcoin is Tulip Mania 2.0. Yes, cryptocurrency is a nail in the coffin of the bankster parasites. Yes, digital currency is a tool of the totalitarian tyrants. No, these statements are not contradictory. 
But don't worry if you think they are. You're just a victim of the Bitcoin PSYOP. So you could do something similar with Flat Earth. Like, yes, it is biblical cosmology. Yes, it is New Age Gnostic garbage. Yes, it is a internet distraction. Yes, it is, you know, real. I, there's an element of the Flat Earth PSYOP on on YouTube, and I think especially um, if you look in the chronology, it was getting big, and then all of a sudden, kind of this really sketchy stuff started showing up, and and now it's it's mainly hidden again. I mean, if you're not looking for it, like you mentioned earlier, well, this this YouTube will not show it to you. Um, there's still <laughs> on uh, I've mentioned this on the show before, but this. The gal who um, Biden called Dogface Pony Soldier made a post about, you know, hey, my dad's a, a pilot. He says the earth is flat and lots of pilots believe that. And that post got massive reaction, pro and con. You know, plenty of people saying, oh, you're crazy. Your dad's crazy. Flat earthers are crazy. Tons of that. But lots of reaction. So this is definitely something that is actively being hidden on on youtube you know you're not going to stumble across it if you are looking for it now it's even okay, after it got Andrew. so big which kind of begs the question if it's so ridiculous why would you need to censor it it's and, okay and, guys yeah. like you can't eat horse paste either ivermectin doesn't cure COVID. <laughs> that's why you have to you have to yeah, edit yeah, these yeah. things the, the yeah, youtube yeah. has to make sure that people can't see these things so yeah, they don't yeah. hurt themselves youtube has to has to suspend rand paul yeah, for something he said in the U.S. Senate. I mean, very, very quick aside. I actually found a forum post this last week that was like, "Hey, I got COVID and I ate the horse paste." It's, it's, the, it's yeah. the greatest title to a forum post I've ever seen. It was like, "And I was better in like 24 hours." It's like literally well, bought the horse version of ivermectin and ate the apple paste. So anyway. yeah, and it, have you have you seen the stuff about the fake ivermectin now? Uh, no. Or people are. They're they're getting ivermectin prescriptions, mm -hmm. taking it. It's doing nothing. One mm -hmm. of them, like reports that it just tastes like sugar. Mm -hmm. Get the veterinary version, better in a day. <laughs> so wow. beware of the fake ivermectin. I guess that's also, another trick. That's also, if you, now. if you start taking it, beware the the hooves. You know, who knows. <laughs> So, I don't. I I'm nervous to take horse paste. I'll, I'll ah, be honest. Come with on, you, man! But. It just tastes like apples. Anyway, moving on. It's been <laughs> it's been edited from YouTube. So, it's been edited from YouTube. So, one of the things that Will, you were the first one uh, that pointed out the the magnetics things in post-vaccine people and possibly in other people too. Do you want to at least? Um, I don't know how much you want to to talk about or but at least point out some of those videos to, to people oh well i yeah i just found i found that on not on youtube i so that was kind of a, a shock but yeah that was what's really been amazing is how that went from something that was like i can't believe i'm even watching this or or, or Considering. like or like the, this is really real that i'm you know, when it, when it came down to like, okay, I'm going to do a video on it. And then now it's like, it was like, when I sat down to record it, it was like, 
people are, people are going to think this is, this is really legit crazy. But then within like no time at all, within weeks, it's, I've literally heard every, every like physician or, or person that's, you know, already been deplatformed because they're, you know, speaking the truth from, um, you know, Tenpenny and, and that whole circle to, I think Peter McCullough's talked about it, but then, um, even Andrew Wakefield, when he was being interviewed uh, recently, uh, it's like, it's, it's real. It's not a, it's absolutely hundred percent legit magnetism, you know, being confirmed, but potentially millions of people around the world. And it's like, yeah, it's just being laughed off as, as crazy conspiracy theory when you can literally just, you know, anyone can, can verify it with a, you know, pretty easily, but it's amazing. It's just an amazing phenomenon. How it's like, how does this, what does that say about the, the ability for, for big tech to just shut things down and censor it or for people to just laugh things off that sound crazy. I mean, that's kind of the whole theme of this, this entire pandemic, right? It's just like make the lie so big that it just seems too ridiculous to be true. And, and that's kind of the, the MO for, you know, almost everything, but magnet, I mean, that's, what's crazy is that like, you know, I did that, I did a whole, you know, documentary that was kind of talking about electromagnetism and cosmology and the spiritual realm and prophecy, you know, five G all this stuff that was in there. Mm-hmm. And even when I made that, like a, just a few years ago, the idea that like human beings were going to be magnetic was like, yeah, that was never even crossed my, my mind. So it was like, this is, this is crazy. And yet it's like, yeah, here we go. And on top but it, when you look at everything else that's going, why it's just such a like complete hundred percent, you know, full core press for pushing the, they're, they're basically cashing in, decades of all their all their propaganda and all their brainwashing this is it they're like they're they're going all in mm-hmm. for some reason you know and we've been talking about like the whole eugenics agenda and and you know whether it's sterilization or the the spike protein and the prions and all this stuff and then it's but then you know what what else might be going on it's just it's all been happening so fast that in a lot of ways it's been it's just been, uh, yeah, a, a crazy amount to try and process, but exhausting is the word exhausting. <laughs> and it's been exhausting to try and figure it out. It's been exhausting to experience it. And it's, I think it, it, it's exhausting by, by, by design so that people just, okay, yep. fine. Absolutely. I won't, I'll, I'll get a vaccine. So I don't yeah. have to wear a mask. Oh, now you have to wear a mask it's, with a vaccine and yeah. watch out for the Delta. And here comes the Lambda. Then, you know, the tri alpha epsilon. Oh, sorry. And the, um, and the propaganda piece of that for, well, first of all, uh, that documentary you made is ethereal. People should, should check that out. you you're not the greatest at plugging your stuff. Well, I'll be honest with you. No, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I'm gonna need. Not why I came here. All the stuff yeah. that we. I'm gonna. I'm gonna need links, guys. It's not why he came here. Good for him. Look at how humble is this guy. It's amazing. I will need links so I can link everything that you talked about, Andrew, to make sure that we get it all in there. Yeah, uh, I, people should start start exploring the the channel. But 
but the from a propaganda perspective, I think we we think that the goal is to get us to believe, and that's not necessarily the goal, right? Like propaganda, like I think they I'm I think they would love it if everyone did like really believe what they see on television, but propaganda that confuses you, confuses you, contradicts itself, contradicts itself, contradicts itself to where you submit, like you said, Tim, where you're just like, fine, I'll get the vaccine. That is high level propaganda. That's like, a, a that's the ultimate goal is that you stop trying to figure out whether something is true or not. And you just like, I know it's a lie. I don't care. And you give just it submit. to me. Yeah, I want this yeah, to be over. I've, encou- I've encountered a couple of people in my own personal life over the last few weeks and months oh. that are exactly like that. I know it's fake. I know, I know it's not real. I'm just going to get it so I can move on with my life. Oh. But and, what happens to those people when it's like you get your double jabs and then, oh, you still have to wear a mask. And, oh, those, those only lasted for six months and you got to get another. I mean, what is the I mean, are they just trying to like make everyone revolt you know sometimes i wonder like why it's so naughty it's just so it's it's low-key been a theme of ours since january but i mean even even the people that do submit and then get get the shot it's like you're it's like are you still trying to to break their psyche and just make you know i don't Mm -hmm. at a certain point it just seems like it's so yeah i I think so careless and so they don't yeah there's there's no even pretense of being scientific or logical anymore it's like just it's like destroy logic at every turn if you can. absolutely let me let me play this out just for a second i think the the reaction of most of the rest of the world was more predictable than us i think that they game this out in all the other countries and figured that they could figure what other people were going to do they could figure that out but here in the united states i don't think they understood like I think that we are the the great petri dish, the great experiment. They are trying their butts off. Like how well on a completely free society that at least thinks that they're free at this point, can we get them to submit to our needs? And I think that we, it, it, it just, it's led to more confusion. We have a, a society that is more dependent on social media, more dependent on, um, you know, the government at this point, because all these jobs have been eliminated. Uh, more uh, into technology, more into supposed freedom, more into race-related issues and 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 kind of you know uprisings and whatever. So I think we're like the un- the wild card of this whole group. And you know I think that they're pleasantly surprised with you know what what is their current number? They're saying 150 million. It's what they're saying have gotten at least one. I don't, I don't know. That just seems. I mean, I Biden just don't says, even know how much we can believe of any of that. Though. Oh, a hundred percent. But Biden thinks that more people have been vaccinated in this country than exist in this country. So you know, 50 million. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. You never know what number. Yeah, he did. He did. hundred percent. That was I right before he got. One. Yeah, I right can't keep up with all the Bidenisms. Yeah. That was before he got lost in the Rose Garden and went behind some random bush and then the Secret Service had to like point him in a different direction. So no, no, anyway, they, but that but yeah, and that's so, yet another element that makes us want to rise up like, hey, here's our leader. He's clearly not in charge of anything. Well, and it, well, and that's clearly on purpose. Sorry. Oh, 100 percent. That's to make everyone mad because well, everyone I, voted I, for Trump. No, they they here, here's the thing. They don't want everyone mad. They want passive ex- submission acceptance just give up stop you know just 
head down. I'll do what you tell me. Submission from as many people as they can get. And then they want violent resistance that they can point to from some of the awake people. They yeah. do not want the the peaceful but focused, like, no, I'm, yeah. I will not comply. And we'll um, talk about your most recent video. It was a absolutely great. It's mainly uh, comprised of of an interview between Sherry Tenpenny and um, Polowski, the the Polish Canadian pastor who was arrested for having church and who did those viral um, was yeah. featured in those viral get out Nazis videos. Yeah. Um, I just threw that. That was kind of supposed to be, <laughs> I was hoping that it would just be kind of a nice uh, change up from the, the graphene stuff, you know, cause that's <laughs> just, no, cause that was just, uh, that's heavy stuff to be just waiting through, you know, for long periods of time. And so for me, it was like, okay, this is just a, you know, just more of a, an encouragement kind of thing. You know, I don't have to record anything, but, um, yeah, even some people were, were pretty, uh, the most people were, were, were pretty, uh, pretty encouraged and, and, and excited about it. But, um, I'd never listened. I'd only seen that, you know, that, that clip of him, however many, like last year, right. Was that? How many months ago was that when that went viral? But I had never, I had no other context for who this guy was. And I just listened to him on the, uh, on the, the 10 penny, just go, if you guys, if, if anybody is uh, looking for new stuff to listen to, I go dr. 10 She's got tons of stuff on there and, uh, interviews different people. And, you know, it's just kind of a good, uh, you know, it's a really good spectrum of, of people that she is on. And so he was, he was, he recorded that sitting in his car outside of a burger gang because he couldn't, uh, that was the only way he could get internet access to, to call in because he's getting so censored and everything. And, uh, the whole thing was a, a pretty, pretty great, um, talk I thought, but I just tried to kind of pick some of the highlights from it to put it together just to, I mean, it's like, if we can't even, the crazy thing is, is that like, he's talking about, you know, just basically the, the whole freedom of assembly issue and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, our, as we, as believers, do we, do we sacrifice our, our, uh, call to be, to, to gather together, you know, when he's talking about going to church. Yeah. And it's like, in reality, going to church and it's like, this is this, this should be like the no brainer stuff, right? This should be the stuff that's like, this isn't even the controversial thing. So, and yet there's already people out there going like, well, he's preaching rebellion and he's, (laughs) he's a new ager. And I was like, I was not prepared for that, but yeah, pretty, I thought that was a great, just a, a great, uh, yeah, I, I was really impressed. And, you know, I mean, if you get into his theology, I'm sure there's stuff that I would disagree with. But right. the the major point is like, hey, if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian pastor, you need to be taking care of your your people. And and, you know, closing down is not a, it's it's scripturally it is not an option at all. Like 
doing what the the mass number of churches, both you know North America, um, everywhere else too, have done, and basically turned it into a little Zoom chat deal. Uh, it's not acceptable. I mean, it, it, biblically, like we're supposed to meet together. And another thing that I, I'm sure Tim would like um, is that his church, like, goes out on the street and they they preach. People give testimonies, but they feed people too. And it's you know they make real meals for people, and anyone can come and and get one and and hear the gospel. It's it was a and you had some footage of that in there as well. Yeah. Well, he meant, he mentioned it in the, in the call. And so I just went to his website and it was like, yeah, here you go. You know, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, not, it's not a hundred percent endorsement or, or anything like that. It's just more like we, you know, people, we got to like get some perspective here and really understand like what really matters and what are you going to, you, if people who think that they're, they don't have to make a stand somewhere yeah. are they're just kind of they're, yeah, they're, they're cowards they're yes. checked out you know they're <laughs> they're either and that's what's amazing is that those people who who do see a lot of the deception and who do see through it but then eventually just get worn down and then yeah think that you can just kind of go along to get along at some point but it's like yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice. It, it would almost be a luxury at this point if our ability to meet, uh, you know, as we should be, as, as was always cherished for generations within, you know, any free society, the ability to like, you know, have religious um, freedom and the ability to, to gather without being, you know, I mean, that, that it's just amazing. And, and like how easily that was just because of, because of health and because of you know oh this right. is totally different that people just threw it you know out the window like it was nothing two years ago in an American church you might hear someone make reference to the freedom to to meet together in the context of we're thankful we have it here we know it's not like that in North Korea or other right. horrible places in the world but it's always going to be like that here and then it, two, you know, two years later, it's not like that. And the Christian pastors, in many cases, have gone right along with it. And they're, oh yeah. yeah, stay home, you know, stay home, stay safe. Yeah. So well, and to be, but uh, in their defense, I was, I went right along with it too for the first couple of weeks. I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be bad. And I think the more I thought about that, the more I thought about the uh, all the propaganda that led up to that point all the different movies i did a podcast with james corbett on contagion where we talked about you know there was a lot of pre-programming for this is how we should respond you know and in all those contagion movies violence and anarchy breaks out so this was like hey let's just stay home and let's see if we could beat this thing that way and that's the two weeks to flatten the curve was i mean absolutely brilliant two two amazing strokes of propaganda over the last five years are two weeks to flatten the curve and black lives matter because <laughs> what, what they, one of them is impossible. That? Yeah. One of them is impossible to argue period. And the other one is just two weeks of your time and that's it. And then we're going to move on with our life and everything will be better. And we all went along with it. It's just how long, how, how long do we plan to now that we see it's not going anywhere 
that this is not working, that the government is contradicting itself at every turn, do we completely sacrifice our walks with, not necessarily with God, because those can continue almost unabated, but our walks with God through other people and in, in interacting with other people? How long will we let that go? And it seems like as long as the U.S. government wants us to is kind of the answer. Uh, we are seeing a lot more people stepping up and saying, you know what, we're we're done. We're going to meet. We're going to not. We're going to have masks. We're not going to have masks. We're going to do it. We're not going to. But but there's a lot more people who are doing it. But now, you know, here we go again. I mentioned to you guys off air right before this got started. Snohomish County, the county I'm in, it's getting ready for a mask mandate starting tomorrow. It's going to be hottest day. It's like 90 something degrees masking up. So it just, you know, th- this stops when we say it stops. When we're done submitting to big government and all these people who claim that Romans 13 means we have to submit to the government, go read the Bible. Like, look in the Old Testament (laughs) and show me every time that the people faced the the, uh, uh, tyrannical government that they just submitted and said, well, you know, Paul said in the future that we should just do this. And so we're no. There are people who are like, no, we will not kill our babies. We will not kill our firstborn. We will not go to the high places. We will not bow to the king. We will not eat his baloney. You can throw us in the lion's den. You can kill us. You can do whatever you want, but we're going to do the stuff we're supposed to do because God told us to do it. Yeah. It's not, it's not a super hard concept, but apparently we've lost the plot in a lot of ways and, you know, I think it's a part of our Americanization of our culture where everything can just, well, you know, I can talk to my friend, you know, in, in person over coffee or, you know, I could just text him. Texting is something. It's better than nothing. Yeah. And then it, texting turns into now we're doing Zoom calls and then, you know, then you don't even log into the Zoom call. It, it, then you're not going to church at all. And so now you're completely isolated. You're being bombarded from every possible angle with propaganda. And you have nobody to turn to except God, who's been there the whole time, and no encouragement from other people. That's what they want. Stop getting together in groups of more than four or five people because then they'll spread disinformation. That's what they want. That's what they want. And it's all in conjunction with, of course, the other you know, side of the – you know, the with, with the injections as being kind of the – you know – the where everything comes together and that that's where the stand is of course really you know if you can't make a stand on that one then you know i don't know what to say to those people and um so it's all it's all connected right but obviously they didn't they didn't want people organizing and educating each other and spreading you know truth and and information about that because this is the this is the the main agenda behind I mean, obviously, there's there's like ten things going on at once in terms of the the economy and BlackRock, you know, buying up everything. And I mean, it's there's so many things that are just massive that are even hard to even kind of wrap your head around because you know we've been looking at in, them for years. But inflation, the collapse of the monetary right. system, yeah, and, just uh, little things like that, you know, that are all going just, on. <laughs> yeah. The rabbit so really is in 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 uh, in all home prices and all real estate. The fact that used cars are now worth more now than they were when they were brand new a year ago. Yeah, when, when has that ever happened in history? That's inflation. Uh, car, it has to yeah. be inflation. The cryptocurrencies, 
SEC is well aware of in, of the uh, the illegal yeah. short selling on on Wall Street, yet it continues on. I mean, the militarization yeah. of the police, the demilitarization of the police, the decriminalization, <laughs> the decriminalization of all uh, uh, crimes. You know, the decriminalization of crimes that are under a thousand dollars. The decriminalization of things, you know, when you call the cops and maybe the cop won't show up because now, you know, there's a longer time frame. The extreme uh, purchase in guns that took place. And nobody's really talked about that for months, including us. But like gun sales continue to be on the rise because everybody's expecting something weird. Uh, The the supply chain complete absolute nightmare breakdown where you can't get a matching washer and dryer at a Home Depot or if you ordered a a, a windshield for a a car from Europe, good luck. It'll be here in a month or two, maybe the complete supply breakdown that they're preparing us for with food, the you know, we can't have more than one hamburger a a week thing, the global (laughs) warming that we don't want you to drive too far. The infrastructure bill that is basically making sure you don't drive too far and that that gender studies remains in place and that people can still safely transition without (laughs) talking to their parents under the age of 12. I mean, it's just so much crap. That's quite quite an Orwellian Orwellian list there. Yeah. Man, we were supposed to talk about columnar basalt, Tim. I know. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> How about that columnar columnar basalt? basalt. I'm sorry. I just, I just. No. When you, when you mentioned the the agendas, it. I'm just, I'm just saying the part outside. I'm saying the out loud, yeah. the quiet part out loud. That's the thing. Everybody's yeah. thinking and seeing all this crap that I happen to just list out, and they're trying to make sense of it, and it's confusing, and they're relenting, and they're staying home from church. They're going ahead and getting the vaccine. They're just going to continue on with their job. As long as my family eats, what do I care? Because they have no other choice because all that information doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And that's where we all are. And that's and- where you will have a responsibility and have done a great job with your responsibility to show people that there is something else. First off, there is God. Second off, there's some sort of agenda at play. Third off, there is good news out there to be had. There are pastors who are saying, get out of here, Nazis. There is good news. And that we have a responsibility to talk about those things, too, because people aren't getting that stuff. They don't know, as we talked about just briefly on air or before we got on air, that there's fires in Greece, that Italy is about to uprise, that Sydney is you know, continuing to riot, that Paris has had yellow vest riot or uh, revolts four weeks in a row based on vaccine passports. They're burning past vaccine passports in Italy that people don't know that. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody knows this because all right. they know is the stuff I just listed out because that's what they want you to feel every other day. And, yeah. hey, guess what? Cuomo's gone, but Fauci's still in, and we need the vaccine, <laughs> but we're not sure how long. And it could be useful against the Delta, but maybe not. But you should get it anyway because that's the right thing to do. And then mask up, and then your kids got to go back to school and mask up. Maybe, maybe not. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, and – and you you could take that whole list that you went through, Tim, and we've been lied to about all of it. And the half the stuff isn't even covered, like and the supply chain breakdown. And anyway, yeah, the the whatever whatever sounds crazy to you, like oh well, they're not lying about this. Well, go and go and explore it. You know, I mean, that's that's yeah. how you end up. <laughs> figuring yeah. out what's what's going on but then i'll also say because there's 
once you figure out their line about everything, there's still many paths you can take from there. And not all of them are any better than the lies you were fed initially. And, you know, the more that I take the Bible seriously, it always it always goes in the direction of, wow, the Bible was more literal and more accurate than I thought before. It never goes, I've, I've never come to the realization that like, oh, you know, I used to take that just as straightforward meaning in the Bible, but now I see that it really <laughs> means something totally different. It never, never moves that direction. Like it always right. moves the, oh, that's what David meant. Um, it's like, it's like that that's, old, that's old the saying, way it is. It's like that old saying, the older I get, the smarter my dad was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> the old, older and wiser I get, the, uh, the more accurate the Bible gets. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like it's uh, inerrant in God's word. <laughs> and not tied to time in any way. Forget flat earth versus round. The people, the person writing it, not in time. So there's future stuff in it and past stuff and all kinds of stuff. And it's the only thing that explains the real... The, the real reason that everything is going on from, right. you know, what's really wrong with what's really wrong with man and this world and where is it all heading and how is it going to be resolved and how, how did, you know, how, what was already accomplished on the cross and just the whole idea of it, like coming to a conclusion. I mean, that was what was so crazy. Like when I started thinking about cosmology and realizing that like really the biggest, the, the quote unquote craziest things in the Bible, the craziest claims are the ones that we've heard a million times and, you know, repeated them in church or whatever is to where they just become almost cliche and you don't even think about them. But we're literally, we literally, our whole faith is based on the, the claim that this man 2000 years ago was born to, to, to a, to a virgin, uh, said he was the son of God, did miracles, you know, preached a bunch of messages that most people had hard time accepting. And then he was crucified and then he came back to life. And then he went to go be with the father, you know, for the last 2000 years of history. And he's coming back. I mean, that pretty much blows away. Like anything, like you're talking about somebody who died and beat death. And if you put your faith in him, you don't have to worry about <laughs> death. Like you, you will experience a resurrection in it. We can all experience a resurrection. I mean, the fact that like that is the, the, the cornerstone of it all just kind of puts it all into perspective of, of like, how, you can't scientifically defend that. You can't scientifically <laughs> yeah. argue that like you'll prove that Jesus had the ability to, I mean, we're, you're on a whole another level here. Yeah. It's the same thing with, with everything else when it comes to like being able to step back and, and look at the world and history and understand that. Yeah. Just like the Bible says, Satan is the God of this world and he has his fingers and tentacles on, on every level of human affairs from business to, to science and, and entertainment and on and on and on. And he has the whole time and that there really is a giant conspiracy of <laughs> spiritual beings that are invisible that we can't see. That the Bible just talks about matter-of-factly that there's a whole spiritual realm with angels and demons that operate on a level of physics that we could never, you know, anyone who tells you that they could like 
figure out the physics of, you know, angels or whatever. There's, you know, that's your, that's witchcraft basically. Yeah. You know, once you, to, once you refuse to accept that there is a limitation to, to human understanding and human, uh, you know what I'm saying? Experience. Experience. Just, just, yeah. That there's like certain things that we as human beings cannot know and break down and turn, put into a formula and, it, and understand in our limited finite capacity, you know, that's anathema to, to science, to scientism, we should say, you know, the idea that there's anything that we, at one point we can, we can know and figure out and master. And there's like a, and there's just like an amazing piece in that, like just with so many things and just knowing that like God made this, God made it perfect. God made it for us. He's trustworthy. And when we start trusting in our own, you know, we get all this hubris about, and that's not to say that technology or it is, is just, I mean, obviously we're using technology and even some pharmaceuticals, you know, in, in certain scenarios are, you know, not a, sometimes worth doing, but it's, it, it all has to be in the context of understanding that like we are fallen, we are limited, we are not nearly as smart as we think we are. And, you know, so much of what is going on, so much of this propaganda is really built around this, this insane delusion of us progressing towards achieving godhood on some, at, at some point in time. And so there's this, you know, this assumed progression, this assumed trajectory, like just infinitely going upwards. And that's where, like what I was talking about, the whole archetypal kind of concept of space tra i mean it's really to me it's just all about transhumanism mm -hmm. it's really just like a big you know like like play or or just this it's just there to teach you concepts that are contrary to what the bible teaches in terms of like who we are why we're here i mean it's all it's all about you know pretend protecting the planet and uh, preserving the resources and oh we got can't let the population you know the population can't exceed the capacity of the <laughs> spaceship you know it's like no this is all this is idolatry and it's it's just um you know it, it's it just brought us to where we are today that's what's yeah. so amazing about this whole this whole thing just kind of it, as sick and as 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 just nauseating as it has been to watch at the same time at, at every step of this whole fake, you know, thing, this whole uh, scamdemic, it's it, at every step of the way, it just reveals like how, <laughs> how the truth of God is so simple and so, yeah. And, and so all, much better. All how, how accurate, how yeah. accurate it is too. It, it rings so true. Like my prayer lately has not been, Hey, I hope you're wrong about the whole coming world, uh, <laughs> one world government. My prayer lately has been like, could we delay the whole world government thing? Like, could we have a moment where you delay it? Because I think that we should give the people a little more freedom and please help the people who are rioting and not necessarily rioting, but just rebelling around the world to, uh, to, to, to succeed so that we can push this whole agenda off a few more years so that more people can be born and brought to, to him, to God and, and uh, yeah, it's ne it's never you know. I think you're wrong about this. <laughs> and the yeah, whole no. the whole agenda is a fake version of what is offered freely yep. in the Bible. Like you can have salvation, you can have eternal life, literal eternal life. 
where you're with vaccines, where you go on forever, <laughs> and it's not through some adrenochrome or blood transfusions <laughs> or or killing off the rest of the population because nope. you know no, you know they're telling them messenger RNA messenger RNA, RNA. that's all you, all you need yeah you you know they're what they're what they're telling the quote elites is what the spiritual entities are are telling them is like hey there's too many people you know you can't have this life extension stuff that we've totally got and we can totally make you live forever but you need to get that the surplus population down to x amount you know and that Mm. i'm sure that number will will change and it's all a lie and it's all a substitute for you just have to admit that you are imperfect that you are a sinner and that you need the grace of jesus christ and accept accept it. You don't have to have any crazy knowledge. You don't have to figure anything out or do some amazing thing. You are accepting a free gift, and that's that is the really the only thing you need is the humility to say, "I was wrong. I believed. I was ignorant. I am a sinful person, and I need." the help of of god of jesus christ and for whatever reason you know that's the human condition is we would from a natural you know natural order of things we would rather do anything than that like (laughs) you know that's that's the one thing we don't want to do like we'll we'll make up whole cosmologies and and everything else but don't say that we have to humble ourselves to so and maybe, uh, why the, which maybe why the elite and the governing bodies are sus- especially susceptible to it, inability to to humble themselves. Yeah, and and one thing, this is my last thing. You guys can wrap it up however you want. But um, so the my first kind of you know biblical cosmology awakening and see reading scripture with different eyes and listening to it with with different ears. The first passage that i heard was revelation uh 20 through 22 the last three chapters of the bible and if you listen to that it's something that makes no sense otherwise and perfect sense through this view of the universe and it was um it was a really powerful experience for me and it you know there's some of the videos that you've done, Will, are, are people that when they realize the Bible just spells out the way the world is, it brings people to Christ. Some people who didn't know him before or who knew him before but had fallen away. It's, it's a, definitely, a, and that's, you know, that was my experience. So That's awesome. Yeah. Wish we could read all those chapters right now, but that would take a while. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go read them now. I want to go read Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah, does make does make me curious a little. The bit. New Jerusalem coming down, stuff yep. like that. There you go. Thank you for coming on the show, Will. Uh, I'm sorry for ranting us completely off topic, but I just apparently had to get something out. Uh, thank you for bringing no, it back I think to where, where awesome. we needed to be. 
Thank, thank you for bringing it back to where we needed to be. Where can, since Andrew pointed out, you don't like promoting yourself, you have to at this point. Where can people find your work? Are you pretty much on Odyssey Library? Everybody's moving away from YouTube. Where do we? Where do they find your yeah, work? Yeah, I've been. I think I have a BitChute account, but I haven't been putting stuff up on there. So, as of right now, it's kind of been Odyssey. I've just been okay. Which is, I, I mean, I'm still on YouTube. I haven't been kicked off yet, but. I've been very close many times, so I've just kind of been assuming it could happen anytime. So, I, as as you could probably tell from this interview, I've listened to or watched way less of your videos than Andrew has, um, mainly just because I work a crazy amount of hours and I'm just basically struggling to. If it's not audio, I, it's hard for me to get it, yeah, to fit totally. it in, to fit it into the rotation. But I will say this, and I think this is probably. Uh, very apparent to the people who listen to the show who came from your recommendation to listen to the show. And that is you you come at everything so humbly. I think that's really what's the great part about your video is you are so humble, just like trying to like, hey, look, like, what's this weird thing? Let's see if we can figure it out. And because of that, there are so many people in the comments who are just like, Will, every time I see your video, I'm so excited, you know, and hey, Will, I don't know if I believe this, but I'm going to look into it more. And it's just a, such a I think that your humbleness thank you there's actually a word tim your humility comes through and it actually gets to the listener and in the listener in the i like reading the comment sections of your videos because people are like yeah yeah this is this seems weird what about this and it's it's never you're dumb and this is why and there, there may <laughs> there may be there may be some of those but a majority of people are just like i never thought of it that way there's and, not a lot no it's you it's encourage actually... but i think that's the result of you being humble and encouraging thought and dialogue and just and so I just wanted to let you well, kind of give you that compliment that I think that well, is your strength when you put these videos out is that you are like, hey, I don't know what this means, but check this weird stuff out I just looked into. And people can't argue with that, right? They're like, wait a second, you're a – no. Like, there's no um, argument because you all you're, you're just saying, hey, look at this stuff I found out. And and I think uh, – I can a, get plenty – I can get plenty argumentative, but I maybe I've uh... – I think I've probably I've probably relaxed quite a bit over the last uh, few years, especially now with, you know, the new world order kind of just coming out party of 2020. But yeah, back in the day, man, I was like, back in the day, like you know, a handful of years ago, I was I was doing the de- trying to like debunk the the Christian or the creationist. Uh, astronomers and and do stuff like that and get i was getting pretty yeah i mean (laughs) i can argue the astronauts yeah (laughs) no i've done (laughs) i used to get a little bit more uh so yeah i have and after watching how much work goes into each one of those chris white debunk debunkumentaries through talking to him and then him talking about on his podcast and all that and then watching how completely thoroughly wrecked he leaves things like ancient aliens jordan maxwell mm-hmm. all these people i've i've had zero interest in debunking anything and i've always just tuned in like what's this guy gonna which giants this guy gonna lay out next yeah you can't compete with chris white man no in a lot of ways you cannot <laughs> he's got insane amounts of patience and yes work ethic and all that good stuff and and i would i would like and i agree with everything tim said and i the other element too is that you know thanks to the algos and thanks to stuff being shadow banned and what have you people who are 
just not directly searching for stuff are not going to be shown like, hey, look, look here, you know, and which is a switch. I can remember early 2000s seeing 9-11 truth videos when I had no clue about 9-11 truth. And they've certainly figured that out, that you don't want to just like, like, hey, people will be interested in this, so we'll show it to them. Uh, and I, you know, I hopefully some of those alternative platforms like the Odyssey yeah. um, will will see like, hey, people actually like this stuff. Let's let's no, and suggest- it's been weird. It's been so weird, like in the past, uh, just in the past few months, you know, really, because it was like. You know, I mean, Corbett's been talking about that and, and Chris White about, you know, kind of going back to the old school, uh, you know, what do they call it? The, I don't know, web 2.0 or mm-hmm. podcasting 2.0, you know, just getting away from all the mainstream stuff. And so it, that's been a long time. I've, I've known that was coming, but then it wasn't until I actually finally just like kind of went on to BitChute or odyssey or some of these and just was you know just like i did 10 years ago on youtube and it would like actually recommend something that was interesting to you in conjunction with the you know stuff that just never happens on youtube anymore so it's it was like it was like a a flashback of of just like oh my gosh i found more stuff that i wasn't even looking for that i'm actually interested in in about you know an hour than you would in a in a month on YouTube. So I wish, I wish I it's could. out there. It just, people have to kind of, you have to kind of just take the plunge and go, you know, go into the big scary internet and, <laughs> and, you know, and yeah, you're going to see all it, but it's, it's kind of the, it's, there's the two, the two sides of the coin, right? Cause you're going to see all the crazy, crazy stuff that you haven't seen in a while either. And you got to mm-hmm. just know how to kind of filter that out. Have- and, discernment something else whoa yeah what a concept now you just (laughs) it's just weird how it just kind of brings me back to like just realizing like how so much of this is just like how much of this just breaks down where people who are just who have been conditioned to be afraid i mean especially with all the fact checking and all the it's it's a it just blows my mind to think about people who use the internet in that like little bubble kind of way and to where they're scared of yeah, it's it's well, but it's yeah. real. I, I feel yeah, I feel the same way. Although I feel myself becoming more and more like them because it's becoming hard to use well, the yeah. other ways. It's it seems like it's shrinking when it shouldn't be. For speaking of which, every time I go on Rumble, it's for a Stu Peter. Is there anybody other than Rumble and Stu Pe- and or other than Stu Peters on the Rumble sh- like channel? There's other people on there because it's all. Yeah, Rumble's computers. huge. <laughs> I, know. I know, but it's just every time it's salty like, crackers on there. I watch salty crackers sometimes. <laughs> you ever seen just, I yeah, I've I have not found navigation through the Rumble app to be that easy. Like on the like through Ro, the Roku Rumble app. Yeah, but it, you you pretty much have to know who you want to subscribe to. Go subscribe to it, and then you know then it works. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the the searches for each different one is like they're all different and they all have their weaknesses and yeah yeah it can be frustrating I mean and sometimes they don't play and sometimes you know dot 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 but yeah it's not you know not being censored is uh I mean but <laughs> why are, but this kind of goes back to what you were saying with your epic rant uh, Tim is like well. 
why would they go to all this effort to censor if it really didn't? Because if, it, it if we weren't a threat, because it does if we matter. weren't, if we were, yeah, if 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 there wasn't really anything behind it, you know, if yeah. there wasn't really any reason that we that we could actually all, if enough people kind of just said no, not another inch, not my kid, not my church, you know, and doesn't yeah. mean we can stop the world from going whichever way it's going to go in total, but we can pray against it. But it's not even about that. It's really just about what we know in our hearts is true and, and standing up for the rights of, of, you know, the people around us and caring for our neighbor and yeah. after that, not after wanting. That, yeah. After that episode the other night where I actually hung out with all my neighbors, I'm become more and more convinced that the whole plan was to get us all alone in our house because mm-hmm. That right. way they could just feed us all the propaganda info and we never speak to our neighbors. You know, neighbors are scared to talk to each other because, <gasps> what, is this person going to freak out that I'm talking to them? Or can I stand within six feet? And I've had yeah. the, the 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 pleasure of realizing that, no, majority of my neighbors don't care. Don't yeah. care at all. Yep. And you can and, break, and once you break through that, it's like, it's just awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. But yeah, what? that whole human to human interaction, almost like we're supposed to have it. Right. And w- once you break through whatever issue it is that that wakes people up, once you go through that initial process, like there's still growth and there's still stuff you can be totally blind to, but it it does make further kind of awakenings and realizations easier. You know, like Absolutely. what if you can get people out of that whatever topic it is, and it's going to be different for different, you know, whether it's vaccines or flat earth, whatever is, the issue is for that person. Once they see that there's another side to the story on that issue, they can more easily see it for for other stuff as well. And, you know, it's the uh, I've I got the sweatshirt now that says uh, if the situation were hopeless, their propaganda would be unnecessary. So that's a. Uh, that's awesome. know, it's it's good to keep in mind that if if we were truly powerless and it truly didn't matter what we did, then they wouldn't go through all the effort of the yeah. algorithms and the propaganda and everything else. So, it, it you know, that there's there are more of us than there are of them. Oh, so. by by so many. So, yeah. so many. Well. Okay, I think it's getting on into almost two hours, kind of an epic show over two hours. So I think we should probably wrap it up at some point. What do you listen to the No Agenda show at all, Will? I do sometimes. Okay, okay fair yeah. enough. So, uh, so as we wrap this up, I just wanted to, to kind of take a quick poll. We can do an over under. We can place bets. But how long until Adam Curry reveals he's a flat earther to John <laughs> C. Dvorak on the show? <laughs> he's teasing it pretty hard, isn't he? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Andrew sent me the, yeah he he sent me one a couple weeks ago and I was like wow yeah, yeah. he's talking about the firmament and then he calls him a heliocentrist yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the funny thing is Dvorak has no clue what he's talking yep. about yep. and what, yep. once he does he is going to lose it like if you thought Dvorak was mad about the possibility of magnetism from vaccines <laughs> just wait till it gets the flat earth thing <laughs> But which one of those is actually, I mean, seriously, though, which one of those is actually crazier? Because I don't even know half the time, you yeah. know, I'm like. Yeah. No, no, I, you know, I think the 
um, I think flat Earth is crazier because <laughs> if if you look from a propaganda perspective at all the times you've been shown a globe and space yeah. since childhood, it is absolutely unbelievable. Did you ever see work they put my, that uh, into that? Did you ever see my globes? Globes in my mind video. I don't think I have yet. I'll have to check that out. Okay, because yeah, that's it was basically yeah you know, what you were talking about earlier with all the all the propaganda we see and, and like corporate logos and TV shows and just mm-hmm. yeah all sorts of stuff. So kids shows. If you want to know what the propaganda agenda is, just just pull up the PBS Kids app and watch what they're teaching kids. Because right. it is, uh, you know, and it, before it was like, man, they push evolution a lot. But it, the stuff about billions of years, you know, I'd kind of cringe at that. But, you know, space, it's cool. Space is cool. Astronauts, you know, what, whatever. But dino, it's all about the, the dinosaurs and the astronauts and the and and what have you. But, um, yeah, they they start early. We probably shouldn't get into the 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 dino hoax uh, debate. Huh? <laughs> I keep trying to wrap this. I keep trying to wrap this up, guys. I don't. I don't know where. I don't have a hard position. I don't have a position on that one. Suddenly, I, no, I think I that was fascinating. A- I, Andrew, I have no. A- I have no. Andrew gives <laughs> dog in that one. Andrew no always gives me a hard stop time until Will comes on. Then it's just like, yeah, let's just just, just keep Dude, podcasting. I think this guys, might be, this I'll might let be a record go. for us. It might be the longest know. episode. And we still haven't talked about columnar basalt, dude. We could talk for an hour about that. <laughs> well, and and so I, I have a, a have you um, so columnar basalt? You've done videos on on that. <laughs> he really, he really is talking about it. I was joking. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But uh, but we I, will. And this can this can be edited. We out need to or, organize. Or you, we need to organize like a trip or a no, hike that, well, to go see some. No, I I want to I, I want to take you on a columnar basalt slash. Um, have you ever been to the Little Stonehenge at Mar- up in Maryhill? No, but I've I've researched it. I've okay. been wanting to go up there. Let's, check that so craziness I, out. I think there's a a YouTube video to be made there and. Uh, yes. Spoiler alert: There's an there's an altar. Yeah, so. I think which I think has been used. Yeah, so there, there's. Well, I mean, duh, but I mean, yeah, it's crazy. That place is. Yeah, speaking of, remember we were talking. I was talking about Masonic. I mean, it's not really Masonic, but I think it's um. Oh man, it's been a while, but yeah, the the guy who built Sam it, Hill. Man, supposedly is a world. What was a World War One memorial? Right, yeah, but but, but the what the, the whole Mary to do with World War One, yeah, Mary Hill Museum, which is where the altar is at, which is very it's very close by. Um, it was all it was Sam Hill's place, like the old expression, "What in Sam Hill is going on?" And Whoa. he was a a big uh, road builder and and apparently into some some pretty weird occult stuff too. Yeah. Well, I know people, they still have like, uh, you know, stuff during the day, you know, I, I would, I've thought about like, I wonder if you went out there at, at night on one of the, uh, pagan high yeah, holy days, if you stuff going on, if yeah. see, see anything, but it's, it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere in terms of the, that highway there. 
Hey, yeah, man, I'm not scared of much, but I'm all the way off on that plan. We're going to go to an <laughs> altar. On not at night. I'm not going there at night, dude. But I'm not scared of much, but I'm off on this. Oh, this, this is like my sh- worst. That's my worst nightmare because I believe those monsters are real. Yeah. Like those. Well, <laughs> I'm, but dude, you look at it and you go, yeah, it's it's a it's a ritual site. And yeah. Up, straight up. And with so. within an hour of my house. So yeah. Nice. Okay. And yeah, you we got to find some. Uh, there's uh, so much so much basalt we could i'm gonna need some links one of you's got to email me a ton of links so i can put them all in the show notes as well as edit this podcast which shouldn't take too long i'll probably just leave it all in there in, yeah i don't think in no. closing in closing do you have any words of wisdom for us andrew or will i'll leave it no, open to both it's got to be will Okay, I'm going to go with my Tim's tips from Tim. If we are in the middle of a medical pandemic or an attack on our health, that means we need to be healthy. So exercise, stop eating processed carbs, low sugars. We have to be healthy, especially if we're going to be bringing truth to others through media form. We have to keep ourselves healthy to fight off any of these baloney variants that they come up with. That's that's my thing. And I've been saying it, but I keep saying it. Go ahead, Will. Well, I, I just learned about using garlic to treat an ear infection. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Andrew's, and, Andrew, Andrew and I have some pretty quackery stuff. We, the, so fun, if you, <laughs> the fun part of our relationship is that uh, when it comes to medical stuff, everything's out the window and we're, we're 100% honest. It's like, hey, what do you do? It's like, ah, put garlic in your ear. Like, what? <laughs> Works yeah. for kids. Yeah. I definitely, just, just the straight garlic it was a, that kind of burned a little too much so i liked it kind of you can wrap it in some like a napkin and mm. dip it in olive oil i saw a video that showed you how to do this so oh, i did okay. that yeah and it kind of it just kind of leeches it in a little bit more gently also a great uh, way to eat bread so you never know it's both, both ways. <laughs> yeah so garlic the wonder food one it's medicine Garlic for your ear for ear infection. That's they sell it by in little containers for kids, and apparently Will is going to try it for adults as well, or has. Yeah, and it, there's my words of wisdom are uh, get some niacin and and uh, knack. I think yep. I how talked many, about that last week. How much knack did you take today? Well, I'm I'm taking it with food, and I haven't eaten yet today, so that will be. I'll I'll be taking a uh, thousand micrograms knack and 500 of the uh niacin there crazy crazy and then the astic the antioxidant one astaxanthin yep um i'm not sure what the i think they're in 100 micrograms but they come in a black pill form i know that it will get a kick out of that for some of his references and videos it's for antioxidants and it comes in a black pill yeah it's good for the good for graphene oxide poisoning there you go okay without further ado thank you gentlemen for joining us or for joining me and for getting us all getting together um i truly enjoy getting to know you will it's been awesome uh, check out Will's videos, Truth is Stranger Than Fiction, on YouTube, on Odyssey, and all the links that will be in the bottom of the show notes. And until next time we get together, which will hopefully be next week, Andrew and I will discuss the other things that are going on in the world. <laughs> in the cosmos. <laughs>
other things. Firmament. There you go. Flat or not. Other things under the firmament. All right, y'all. <laughs> under the dome. Thanks for guys for having me so much. It's been like just uh, a real uh, just blessing to, you know, get to just be talking to you guys and just have encouragement and all this craziness with, with everything going on. And just, you know, there's nothing that's really is, I mean, is valuable. I think it's just finding other like-minded, uh, you know, brothers and sisters who were, who were going through the same stuff, seeing the same stuff, trying to, you know, it's, it, we need each other. We need, we need God and we need each other. And that's how we made it. And that's, if there is blessings and silver linings to all this, it is just God pointing us back to like what really matters and, you know, why we're here and what's worth uh, fighting for and, and protecting and speaking up for. And that's, that's all, you know, his, his creation, every, all of his good gifts, you know, the, everything that they're trying to, to criminalize and, and demonize and you know it's just ridiculous but it just points us back to like how awesome is it that god made us to where we you know we have relationships with each other and and actually like how important that is to like be around each other that that um there's just no there's no uh, substitute for so i don't know i think it's weird as dark as all this stuff is and and as heavy and, and as hard as it is, you know, you you can let it just you know lead you into despair. Or if you look, you know, if you let it point you back to to him and just the bigger truth of of God and His creation, then yeah, there there's nothing but hope in the end because you can just see evidence of like what He has done and what He has made all around us, even in the midst of all this craziness. So. I just want to thank you guys for all the work you've been doing and all the, just the, the encouragement that you get given to me over the years. Like seriously, even in times that were, were very, very hard, dark times. Sometimes, you know, it was guys like you who were, I was able to listen to and, and know I wasn't like alone in all this stuff. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say Just how it goes. What is this? Hold uh, on. What in the world is this that you sent me? Uh, Considering the nature of the whistleblower's documents, as well as the involvement of the CDC, a hearing and a thorough investigation is warranted. Uh, So I ask, uh, Mr. Speaker, I I beg, I implore uh, my colleagues on the appropriations committees to please, please take such action. What a conspiracy theorist that guy is.
<laughs> I don't know why you have to like declare yourself pro-vaccine before you start. Like, yeah. Before we start, I just want to let you know. Hey, I just want to let you know that I am anti-vaccine <laughs> and <laughs> actually anti-all eugen- mass eugenics programs. So that's that's how you started off, huh? Yeah, that's how I started <laughs> off. What? Uh, how, how long ago was that? That's from 2015. 2015. <laughs> there you go. I I didn't realize that I was already irritated by the. Um, I'm not anti-vax, but I know. Uh, we I think we had that kind of conversation after hearing the uh, the Ron Johnson testimonials. All right, uh, dude, that, that whole work. episode was great. <laughs> Andrew's got to do some work. You guys have a good night. Okay. I will see you guys. I will talk to you guys later. See you. All right. See you well. All right, bye.